Welcome to Snowmobile Sessions Live on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. We're the number one destination to learn about snowmobiling, network with other sledders, and have an awesome time doing it. We'll meet other snowmobilers that share your passion and show your fan photos along the way. Snowmobile Sessions Live. Enjoy the ride. It's a journey for life and I'm your ride. Hang on. This episode of Snowmobile Sessions Live is brought to you by Stuff Like This. Get your custom printed COVID mask right there. Stufflikethis.ca slash mask. Rich is going to get one. You better get one too. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going to order a few, Gary. Actually, there's been a few fans on here order them. They send me a little note when they nice. when they send the order yeah. and stuff. Well, and you know what? It's nice to have your sled model when you stop and uh, stop at uh, Barry's Burger Joint or whatever it is, right? Exactly. You throw that on. So, yeah, I know for sure. And it goes to a good cause and a good person. So, well, why not, right? Well, it's, hey, thanks, man. Well, it's, you know what? And this year, we're for sure going to have, we're for sure going to need them. So. Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. I'd seen Ontario today, the highest ever, eh, Gary? You probably read that too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Toronto's going into it. We have the zones. So in yep. in Canada, they have red, which is like the worst. It's complete lockdown. And then there's orange, yellow, and green. Green isn't good. Green is just better than yellow, you know? So <laughs> yeah. green doesn't mean you're, you're a free bird anyways. But yeah. um, there's a the, the Pfizer company from Canada, there's two companies one's a u.s company it's one pfizer and they have uh they have um some vaccines so they're saying it should be pushed out by the end of the year so it should be good yeah i was reading so, that that's good right yeah yeah and, and i looked into that the pharmaceutical company that's in bed with pfizer and it's a german company and they're pretty well respected so nice which, nice which is good so yeah we'll and bobby uh, like lots of big action happening in the united states yeah. last weekend uh, like, yeah, that's, that's true i forgot all about that new el presidente yeah. coming on board bobby yeah. <laughs> yes, that's for sure very small is your, times but is your area fairly uh fairly like patriotic like political like a lot of people get out and vote or do they um, just go you know what they're all crooks and and, well, you know, so I live in kind of a, a bigger area of New York, so it's it's pretty um, pretty liberal. And then as you go north, it gets like really patriotic, a little bit more conservative. So it just kind of depends on where you are. But um, yep. yeah, it's it's talked about constantly. So well, that's um, cool. Hopefully, we get some snow, take people's minds off it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got uh, we got Coda Bear. How are you doing, Coda Bear, buddy? He's in the house. Uh, hey, hey. I'm checking out your videos. You keep them coming, bud. Uh, yep. Slopey, there's a guy. Oh, he's, he's in there. He watched this video today, making his cheese balls. It's Sloby. That was awesome. Cheese balls. That's yeah, awesome. No, no, man. I was, and you know what? I broke down the recipe, so that's awesome, Sloby. That's, that's cool, Sloby. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Tony yeah. Katz in the house. Uh, he's still waiting for his eight fifty. And Coda Bear says he's hanging in there. That's good. We're gonna have to get him on again uh, since he's got his sled and see what we see what's up with him. And then on the Mudbrat side, I don't know whether you guys can see the chats. Like, is that a good format there that you guys can see that? Or is it waste of screen space? Yeah, um, let us go, know in I'm, the chat. I'm going to get both of them going up here. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Done. Bang. Yeah, you, 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 you know how to unpin them, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I got and then we got Jumpman Jay's in the house. Hey, welcome, Jumpman Jay. And, uh, and Brett B just walked in. So And then I've got a Canadian Dakota. He's, he's just working on his ice hut. And Mike, <laughs> my buddy Mike sent me a picture tonight. Let me open it up for you guys. He said uh, this is about quarter to quarter to um, seven. And he said he's just lakeside waiting for the show to start. 
Nice. nice. He lives at, he lives in paradise. He's up near Rosso. So Oh right on, yeah. He is totally uh he totally is living the dream up there. So, and uh, Mike, if you're watching, I, I had a little visitor today named Kevin, and he dropped off your sled panels. So we'll get those graphic up for you. Get those Skidoo logos nice and big on the side of those Viper SR panels, and uh, <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> it's gonna happen. You know that it's gonna. Yeah, I got both jobs going on here now. I finally figured it out. I got my PC over here, and I got yeah, right on. on it, so I got them both going. Yeah. So this is good. Very Finn good. O'Connell says it needs to be zoomed in, but I don't know whether I can do that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm limited to the size that it's there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If what do you think? Should I leave it up there, chat guys, or just take it down nah, and put us three you know, ugly mugs? Between my pl my opinion, I can't see it, Gary. And I, I, I guess it's easy for me to say because I got my PC over here with both of them blowing up. So. But yeah. I don't know, Bobby. Can you see that? Because I. It, but then again, my. If I go laptop. full screen, I can kind of see it, and I'm on my laptop, so I imagine people on their phones probably can't see it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But you know what, Gary? That was a very good. Attempt. Good attempt. Yeah. yeah. It's no, fine if he goes full screen. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. chat guys? Leave it or, or, trash it. So. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, good. Very good. Well, so. Okay. How's What's the weather there? there? What, what was new with you this week, Gary? Anything exciting? What what happened with you, pal? I, hey, by the way, awesome video on your uh, fixing up that. Uh, yes, nice. Uh, unfortunately, mine's <laughs> empty. I'm the water now. But uh, yeah, great video on the uh, on the Yamaha four wheeler. But that was awesome. Oh, I thanks, enjoyed man. watching that. That was really good. Oh God, I got. I'm doing the head gasket now. I've got too many <laughs> projects, so I've got a couple of snowmobile videos coming out. Um, yeah, that's good. They're that's they're good. they're actually uploaded, and and I wanted to. There's. There's four of them. I've got two of them uploaded, and but I can't upload them until the other two are done. And you guys don't know why when you see it. They're really yeah. short. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he said top three dots maybe enlarge the chat. Well, you had some good snowmobile yeah, content promote. And Bobby, you laid out a couple this week, buddy, which was great too. You had some yeah, good content sure. too there, Bobby, which is which always yeah. enjoyable. It's always nice Saturday morning when I pop up and I see Rev Ride or Mud Brat something. <laughs> like, oh, what's going on here? Because even I don't know. It's a surprise to me, and I'm like that's right true. on. And as a you yeah. know, as a YouTube fan, you're like right on. Some new videos yeah, that's popping right. up. So, but uh, none from good. Rich Outdoors. None no, from Rich no. Outdoors. I, I hope to get back up. Uh, my sled obviously is up north where I ride. That my buddy Steve, yeah. he got his VR one today, which is awesome. So he's all pumped and happy, and it you know, looks looks good. Beautiful color, looks amazing. What color so, uh, did he get? Uh, he got the red and white. Um, actually, cool. maybe, uh, I don't know if Steve's watching tonight, but maybe he can fire you off uh, pictures of his sled. Sure. Or awesome. actually, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do that. Sorry, Steve. Hey, do you have that picture of that? I was up north this weekend, Rich, and the, oh. uh, um, the, the weather was amazing. It was. Yeah. I took Monday off. I took yesterday off. Uh, That's why that we point. moved the show. Two reasons we moved the show was, <laughs> is... Uh, David McKinney's on, and it's awesome. I didn't want to miss him. And I was going to try and rush back to get it last night, get here last night for it, which I was home in time. And then my whole deal with Honda settled now, so I picked up the new vehicle last night. So oh, that's nice. uh, that's done deal. Yeah, Honda came through like aces. We got a brand-new 2020 Black Edition CRV. Got rid of our 2018. Uh, customer service, second to none, man. I... I'd, uh, it's going to be really, I've always been a Honda guy. It's going to be really hard to nice. ever leave one of our cars to be Honda. After what they did for us, it's, uh, 
it's insane. So, well, you know anyway. what, Gary, and you can't go wrong. In my personal opinion, Honda or Toyota, like when you're coming to cars or SUVs, they're they're pretty damn good, man. They're they're good yeah, quality. Yeah. So no, it's pretty good. So. Someone's yeah, mic is yeah. ticking. I think just so you guys know. Oh, it's my. Oh, phone. it's Sorry. mine. I, is oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> you sure. I'm, you know. You know what, Gary? Because I'm Could firing right. these picture of Steve's sled here. So. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. I was also going to say, Rich, do you have the picture of that car that was on the rock? Even hold yes, it up I to do. your screen. Okay, you so I'll pull it up. That. Yeah, and you, you want to hear something that's funny? Um, I was watching a YouTuber, and the guy's huge on on the weekend, and he pulled up this picture that I took from thing. I don't know how it got it. I guess it, it went viral of this picture, Bobby. And oh he's wow! A huge YouTuber in the U.S. and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe that's my photo. Huh, that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. It was actually your photo. It was I saw actually a few different my angles of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. I'll, yeah. All right. Well, Steve, I sent, or pardon me, Gary, I sent you three pictures of Steve's sled there. He just sent it. Okay. Really nice. Look, look at the sled. Okay. So, what I'm going to do, yeah, I'll pull that up right here. So, I was up north. And I, can, I can just drop this right. Oh, shit. I think I should be able to drop this right up on top of that screen up there. There. Can you see that? Yeah. Oh, wow. That came in quick. Yeah. So, that's Steve's new uh, VR1. Oh, I like that in. color. I like that color. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but uh, someone was asking who in the chat. That's one of uh, Rich's riding buddies, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Steve, just that's Rich's sled behind it. Yep. <laughs> you can see <laughs> right, right there. Yeah. 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 It's saying, "Where's my daddy?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold it, and then we got another one here. Tony Cat, how do you like the mirrors? I, I like them. They're really good. And no, the oh, knees you don't. Got them too. Yeah, the knees don't get in the way. And so just to verify, guys, so I haven't ridden with the sled. And Gary asked me this when I did my walk around about, you know, possibly having any blockage or whatever. And um, Nunzio uh, texted me, Gary, and said he rode the uh, Matrix sled with the mirrors on. And he says there's no blockage. There's no snow dust. or So, oh, again, and, and you know what, guys? And I'll be honest with you. Again, you know, like Nunn's a great guy, a snow ambassador too, so I, I take his word for, for truth and whatnot. But I'll give you guys my, my unbiased opinion when I'm riding. Like, seriously, I got nothing to hide. Like sure. If, if something, awesome. I, actually, uh, this is worth mentioning. Steve told me when he put the climb um, gauntlets um, on the steering wheel, or on the steering wheel, on the handlebars, it did block out a little bit of the mirrors, but not where you couldn't see it. So, like, I'll do a follow-up video on that, guys, and I got no problem to, being honest and saying hey this is what it is because i mean you know it is what it is so absolutely uh, yeah. yeah so we'll we'll uh when i when i do a follow-up video after riding i'll, I'll go over everything and, and and give you my opinion on it and stuff so right on uh, well uh bobby you uh your our buddy here our special guest is here do you want to set it all up for sure um so you know obviously this week we have uh david mckinney on and he works he's a big part of the industry works with 509 if you guys watch c boys tv you've seen him on there um he's super active on places like instagram and everything and i think the coolest part is the way he actually reached out to me uh, i think it's like such a, a an example of how into snowmobiling all of us snowmobilers are he was just out there watching more content on youtube there he is and uh up, reached out yeah <laughs> how's it going keep man? going bud you're doing good yeah, keep going yeah, yeah. first things first do i have a good connection i am currently uploading something to youtube at the same time and i want to make sure i don't have to pause that crystal clear you look pretty good okay you look pretty good. Hey, wait 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 a minute you're not see you're not uh you're not <laughs> michigan outlaws 
<laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> no, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, it's funny, you were just describing it, how I stumbled across you. Uh, end of the day, before everything you just said, I'm a snowmobiler at heart, first and foremost. And uh, I go down those YouTube rabbit holes just like all of us. And I ended up on your page. Gosh, what was I even looking at? I think I was on an old bender of looking at UP videos or something. I, I grew up riding the UP, and yours was yeah. a recommended video. But then I started watching these every now and then so I could figure out the flow of it. And what I appreciated the most and took me back is it pulled me away from what I do. It took me back into growing up and being on Do Talk, HCS, all that stuff. We're just following it religiously. So this was like a breath of fresh air watching you guys. I'm like, you guys are the core of what Snowball is all about. That's awesome. Awesome. It's awesome to hear like a, someone as as dialed as you and you're you're looking at us little guys. Like <laughs> we're just a couple of hacks from two hacks from Canada and and one from, you know, the United States and For sure. it's like, man, I'm blushing. I'm Minnesota, <laughs> so I have experienced the flatlander life. I grew up on the trails and it's in my blood too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So where, cool. where are you located now? I noticed you already got quite a bit of snow according to your Instagram. So Yeah, I, uh, look here really quick just to make it even worse for you guys. Oh, oh nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very I'm nice. In, I'm just east of Spokane, Washington, so I'm right on the north Idaho-Washington border. Um, I don't really claim Washington. I do everything in Idaho. I'm like seven miles from Idaho. So all of our local riding is in Idaho. But 509 headquarters based here in Spokane, and hence the name 509. It's the area code here. Mm. Honestly, I didn't put that together until I got an offer for the job, and the phone call came through, and I went, "Oh, no kidding!" <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> area code. But uh, yes, yeah, so awesome. Spokane now, and uh, I ride North Idaho locally. But the, the biggest blessing being here until you guys shut the border on us is uh, I'm five and a half hours from Rebel State, which is like the best. Oh, that's nice. Oh, sweet. Which was similar to me when I lived in Minneapolis driving to the UP. Now that's the same distance just to go to Rebel State. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so. I was just setting something oh, up God. there. No, um, <laughs> did you have anything? To, did you have anything to add to the? You were starting your intro about how David come on board. You said that out of the blue. What, what were you saying, Bobby? Yeah, I saw. Um, no, there. no, no worries, man. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what he said when he got on. You know, it's just so cool that fellow snowmobilers are are so into snowmobiling that you know you can even work in the industry and still go home and on your spare time like watch snowmobile YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Because I right. know. I'll get done editing a video and I'm looking at other people's videos, you know, taking in more content. And it's just, it's just cool how, how tight knit and uh, how much the sport runs deep in us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Jumpman Jay's a huge 509 guy and uh slow B he's uh, he said, it's amazing. Dave's on here. It's unreal. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, yeah. Like, so what's your connection with C boys? Were you a C boy that actually got a job at 509 or, <laughs> or are you kind of an outside looking in? Um, it's funny. I, man, how did I first meet them? It was about two and a half years ago now or so. Um, same thing. YouTube rabbit hole ended up on their page. And so I'm the creative marketing manager at 509. So I'm, 
athlete management, uh, media, so catalog, any video stuff, the film, um, athlete sponsorships, all that stuff, and, and a variety of other things, hosting things. And so kind of part of my job is to keep an eye out for up-and-coming potential good you know, marketing uh, uh, opportunities to work with. And we'd been looking into the whole YouTube thing, and these guys kept popping up, and it's funny now that I know them, they're the first to admit it, and, they, and they've admitted it. They're not athletes, right? Their personality yeah. is a relatable lifestyle. And at the end of the day, everything they're about is what 509 is about. They're edgy, you know, they're youthful, they're having fun. So I reached out to them like two and a half years ago and said, hey, you guys, we'd love to sponsor your YouTube channel. And instantly hit it off because I was originally from Minnesota. And for them, it was all surreal to be involved with 509. And for me, it was kind of rewarding because there's some Minnesota boys, so I felt for them. And, yeah, that relationship just took off, um, which is great because we see their fans on our page and vice versa. So strictly for marketing, it's been a win, but then from a friendship and working together, I mean, they've become some of my best friends outside of our athlete group as a whole. Um, And then we collaborate and do – we usually sponsor about two or three episodes of theirs a season – so we'll all plan some destination ride and line up some riders like Caleb Pasturki or Sane Skinner and they'll cool. uh, be featured in that video or go on a trip with them and it'll be presented by 509. Then we try to do one in the summer also on dirt bikes so we cover all seasons with them. And we got some pretty cool things coming up. They're actually, I'll see them a week from today. They're coming out here for some stuff that all you see boys fans are going to be pretty pumped on we're working on a big project with them that you guys will see right around black friday time that's nice. awesome so uh jump man jay says something here and hopefully i decipher it properly he says uh so check this out dave i live in new liskard ontario which is where eric from ecd is from we actually went to high school together and i watched his company grow from scratch right on so it must be ecd oh. customs right yeah yeah, so. yeah, it's even smaller world. Is so Eric got uh, paralyzed racing snowmobiles. The owner of ECD Custom Drafts, and that during his rehab time, that's when he kind of uh, got this motivation to start this this rap business. And I was racing. You know, what was I doing? I was racing watercross at the time back in Minnesota. I was actually the first guy he sponsored in one of the first raps he printed, like ten or eleven years ago now. And I've never jumped ship. Been the same guy. For this this whole time and now it's evolved into it's kind of cool seeing my friend group get involved with 509 and now he wraps all of our giveaway sleds for 509 so cool uh, the brand as well and he wraps my sleds every single year so wow small world that's pretty cool eric's a great that's guy. awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Small, his right? property yeah. yeah oh that's good yeah the, the feet you step on today might be connected to the butt you got to kiss tomorrow <laughs> Right. right. No, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no I, I made a mistake. Uh, I made a mistake in like episode two. I think Sea Boys came up and I, I made a mistake of saying that, yeah, we could get them on here. They're from Canada, I think. And then someone said, no, no, they're from the they're from the U.S. And I thought, you know what? Like, they're such they're such Canadian. Right. Oh. Like, don't you know what I mean? They, so, you know what? Because they're not from Canada. Rich and I are we're the two Canadians here. And we decided we're going to actually get give you guys kind of like an honorary Canadian status. Okay, so we're going to make you truly Canadian. So we've got uh, we've got some every oh. C boys. The, the grass is always greener shirt. 
Uh, we got a pound of, of bacon for each of the sea boys. I'm going to send down and uh, and uh, some maple syrup. Some maple syrup, okay? So oh, That's funny. Hey, but, I'm in Washington. It's pretty much the same deal here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm going to play a little clip here just to show you kind of what I mean, you know. Like, and this is a random clip. I mean, Bobby sent this to me, so I, you know, I we'll just we'll just put this in here, and we'll just uh, we'll just watch her as she goes here, as they say. Oh, Revelstoke. Um, yeah, yeah. I gotta find the right one though. You're gonna make me sad because I know I can't get there right now. <laughs> so, so you got you so guys can see power, nitro, premium gasoline. Can you hear that, guys? Like yep, yep. It's perfect, Gary. Yes. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, there goes our monetization. <laughs> I love that. You know how to piss off every Canadian ever. What's uh, this? Wait, watch. Oh no! No! <laughs> no! Pull That's it, Rich. We're taking back the bacon. There's no bacon. There's no bacon. There's no maple syrup going to these guys. They're done. That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny how the fast they have grown and uh behind the scenes uh just chatting i, I chat with ben micah them probably weekly just because we have so many projects coming up um they know what they're doing how business oriented they are behind the scenes yeah you can tell yeah but they're authentic yeah. still it's not it's not a they're not putting on a face for the, the series or for their episodes that's who they are but they're also part you don't see because it's going on anybody else is they're very business oriented and, and smart about it and careful yeah. they know what they're doing so they have a really really good thing going and it's been cool to watch them grow and at this rate i mean the sky's the limit they, they got a good thing going and they're going to keep running with it yeah i love it i love it yeah. so do you want to do you want to sit in on a couple of fan photos uh with us have you seen that session david i would love to like i said yeah, man, let's... that's awesome this is taking me back to like it's all the forum snow west hcs do talk i'm a trail guy at heart still so, let's do that let's do that well let me queue up some fan photos here and uh see if i remember how to do this okay just bear with me here for a second no it's perfect well i don't know uh... now where would your 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 top favorite place to ride david would be if you had to choose i know there's there's a ton but you have to say revelstoke okay yep. yeah yeah otherwise honestly north idaho my home right. zone here is pretty good hidden gem. There's not really much for tourism, which you know, is, depends how you look at that. It's good and bad. Yeah. So you go to the parking lot, it's mainly locals. You're not filled with people from out of state. It's, it's pretty easy to, on a pow day, show up and have fresh tracks. So it's pretty good area. But Revelstoke is, if you go there, everywhere else it's really good. Yeah. Now, have you guys, have you ridden east at all? Or you pretty much say to like central, midwest, out west type thing? I haven't gone east yet. We've been meaning to. Um, we'd like to be like, I can't say too much. we got a lot of stuff on the 509 side coming, I'll just say, in, on the YouTube side. There's some big, okay. big changes in the next 30 to 45 days you guys will see. Nice. And I'd like to progress that to the East Coast sometime because we know there's a huge following. Um, yeah, you've got a huge, huge follower content. Like yeah, it's, it's just one of those areas that I'm – pretty foreign to which is a poor excuse I mean we just need to go out and experience it 
But I definitely will need some direction on it. And most likely well, some form of meet up and, and ride along is always enjoyable. Well, you know, if you come east of where you are, you hit Bobby, you hit Rev Rider up, That's he'll be true. happy to show you around. And then if yeah. you come up northeast, Gary and I will be more than happy to show you guys around in Ontario. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we can arrange something like that for sure. I've done a lot of Minnesota, Wisconsin, the UP, all yep. the way up to Houghton, Copper Harbor. I mean, I, that was my stomping guys. I'm familiar with that's about as far east as I know. Yep. Right on. So, okay, so we're going to start the fan photos. I haven't shortened the, the intro clip, and I don't know where it went, so I, I didn't play it tonight, but we have a little intro clip. Rich can hum it if he wants. I don't know. Live <laughs> performance. So, well, so anyway, uh, Jason Campo, he's a big fan. He sent us this. He said, this is why you need a tech vest. Yep. And, uh, and check that out. I didn't even it's, realize that at first. Man, that oh, went yeah. right through. Yeah, we were talking about that, Gary. Remember we were asked, well, last show, we were talking yeah. about your most essential thing you need. Mine's my tech yeah. vest, and there's Gary's got his on. Yeah, That's what it is. People are asking what the tech vest is, and here, let yep. me just, I'm going to put myself big screen here and see, yep. Do it up. see show if this it works here. here. Oh, there's Bobby. You. <laughs> so, but you see, it's like this. Yeah. It's, it's fairly... Uh, Body armor, yep. It's fairly, like there's plastic inside and stuff, and... It's fairly cool. This is not a this is a shameless plug. I mean, they no. were not sponsored by them by any means, but it's just I thought it's important to show what it is because I had a few people ask last last week about it, and uh, like I said, I found mine on Kijiji. I found them like so basically like Craigslist, right? Yeah. And that one there is the second one we bought for my son, and it's like brand new. Yeah. So great, great Canadian company up in Kidmount, and uh, they yeah. they do all the body armor for snowcross, and you know, I mean everyone that anyone knows that uses it, it's great. It's like playing hockey, not having equipment on. You wouldn't do it, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. here's the case in point. Look at that. Can you imagine if? Wow. Oh yeah, for sure. There's Man. another picture here too. This wow. is it close up. Boom. So he says uh, last night's last night's podcast brought this to mind. Had to find the pics. This happened a few years back. My buddy was leading the way. First day of trails trails opening after a storm he walked away with only a few bruises someone up there was looking out for him so that's pretty uh pretty crazy you know Absolutely. so yeah. oh yeah for I've sure i've seen some branch side panels but just riding in the mountains but that is that's something else <laughs> that's not insane and look at the that size. Would, of, that's that's a three inch diameter. That's not a twig that's a that's a limb yeah yeah that's yeah. a tree limb you imagine yeah. being impaled on that like that would suck I hope you bought a lottery ticket after that thing. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a spear, man. Uh, BKT six ninety four, big fan, David. He says, uh, "Here's a little snow," and then uh, he uh, sent another picture. Like that. That's all right. That's decent snow. I'd ride it. Is that a forty-four assault? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, guys. I'm still up on my trail slides too. Yeah. Good. 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 So. He said, this is my, me and my brother-in-law, is he's got a 2008 F-1000. That damn thing is a rocket. His hood and rear panel are dipped to make that graphic. Only issue with it is it appears the float hole has, the float has a hole or something. His gauge shows it slowly decreased while sitting there idling. Have you heard of this problem and is it, how hard is it to replace? That's the fuel gauge. And then he also says he's got a 2020 Polaris Assault 850. And he said, what oil should he use? The Extreme still? He ran last year on Extreme and wonder if he still has to. What do you think, Bobby? Rich? Well, uh, I personally didn't run the Extreme. I ran whatever one is like a step below it because my, yeah, dealer said, yeah, my dealer said that unless you're in super cold temperatures, you don't need it. 
And yep. I never fouled plugs. It always ran great, put 2,000 yep. miles on it without an issue. So Yeah, 100%. I, I'm same with Bobby. I ran the uh, the regular, which is the orange. This is terrible, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> um, either. It, no, it's not bad. It, it was, was a pretty like, color. Yeah, yeah. The, the Extreme's in like a white label bottle, and my dealer said the exact same thing to me. Unless you're in like consistently minus 40 and above, there's no need to do it. Now, yeah. again, my friend Steve, he runs the extreme in all on his sleds all the time. He prefers, and, and his dealer sells it to him for a good price. So why wouldn't you, right? So, yeah. But um, yeah. I myself, I, I just ran the, I don't know, is that safe to say, Bobby, the mid-grade? Yeah, I, I <laughs> wish I could remember the, the name. The orange label uh, yeah. oil on my Polaris is what I ran all last year. And, and I was up in Quebec, and it was it was minus, minus 35, minus 30 there. So and I, apparently it helps cranking it over when it's like minus 40 and below. But yeah, nice. I think you guys see okay. the hood on this thing. Do you guys see the hood on this thing? Oh, that yeah. is wicked. Isn't that one? That's, that's plastic. That, that yeah, that's that hydro wild. dipped. Isn't that I wild? I wanted to comment on the hydro dip. I, I always wondered why more manufacturers didn't didn't do that. Yeah, I know Skidoo did a few years ago. I think when it was still the Lexan yeah. hoods, the revs. Yeah, you know, it was the original rev. They, they did it on. Oh, the what it was? It was the side panels. Um. I know for guys wrapping it, you can't peel it off, and it might show around the edges, but it just seems so much more efficient. They never get stuff. The wrap doesn't break then, and they were actually overlaying, like, the logo within the Hydro. It wasn't just a repeat pattern, and cool. I, I don't know why that ever took off. It seemed like a pretty solid idea for uh, OEMs to jump on that. Yeah, that's sure. wild. A lot of guys are doing it on their own, and they're doing a good job like this one. Yeah, that pretty is pretty cool. cool. It's a nice yeah. design. Hey Bobby, yeah, you, got some, you got some uh, super chats here, pal. Sorry. Oh, I do. I yeah, you got some in here. I just sorry to interrupt, boys. I just no, because I got both my chats up here, and Bobby got a couple of. So if you want, some, oh wow, out there. Yeah. thanks guys. Yeah, RDX Devil Nuns Cow. Wow, that's a mouthful, but really appreciate <laughs> it, man. Yeah. Uh, still haven't gotten your matrix. I I know I was talking to a couple guys, and I let them know about the uh, the shocks possibly coming after the sled so just just so everybody out there knows just in case if you're like waiting to sell your sled or anything make sure your dealer's got your shocks before you assume you can pick your sled up just just to be safe i guess there's a little delay from walker evans might not be very long but just wanted to throw it out there really appreciate the super chat and finn o'connell man first one in the chat today it's two dollars and seventy nine cents Canadian, so that's like five hundred dollars US, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I apologize to Devin there because I do have my switchback assault matrix, so I, I'm. Apologies, man. I feel it from the beat you to it. It's who you know. Yep. It's who you know. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's, appreciate and it, Finn O'Connell. Finn O'Connell, five pounder. Kapow! That's awesome. First in the chat today, I think he gets number one fan for sure. That's good. That's awesome. You got to love it, man. Thanks, we guys. appreciate that, man. That's uh, that's cool. Absolutely. Thanks for all your support, man. So uh, this is R. Weiler. He says, hey, hey, all. Just wanted to drop a line and say I've enjoyed the checking in on the last few live podcasts. I was browsing through a, f- a few old Rev Rider 550 videos, and I thought something looks familiar. Sure enough, he and Coda Bear... TV we're oh filming at the same time I shot this. <laughs> I was waiting for you to look at that. Look in the background. Wow. This is I him on a sled on his I was looking at Coda's sled and I was like, that was like Coda's sled. Didn't even see right there, look at. off to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? There's Coda. That's so funny. That's great. Isn't that wild? Small so world. he's actually taking pictures and you guys are there. So 
Wow. Just thought it was a great con- coincidence considering that was the only weekend I hit Old Forge in 2019. He's typically a... Tug Hill area Ooh, rider. There we go. There you go, Gary. <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, I've, I have a couple of Tug Hill. David, I didn't have any Tug Hill last week. And this week, I've got some Tug Hill. Yeah, See, people missed it. People missed the, the, the Tug Hill. They know how important it is to me <laughs> to be there. But Gary, our water. Did I really? That's awesome. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, oh, what do we got here? Sled out of addicts. That's Jesse, my boy. Yep. Check him out. You guys are awesome, he says. Yeah, and Finn O'Connell, five bucks to your week. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jesse. Awesome. And yeah. Finn O'Connell. Jesse's uh, Jesse and Mike. Uh, I think it's more Jesse's gig. He started his, his own channel. He did. He did. Got his feet wet with uh, with some cor- infield correspondence for me, and <laughs> he's actually put about five hundred videos up in the last five days. So. <laughs> Be sure to check him out. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. But hey, man, he's he's passionate, and that's all. uh, (laughs) Coda Bear says hurtful. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm missing something there. Uh, But uh, that's good. Thanks, guys. That's that's freaking awesome. Really appreciate that. I got to share the oil uh, here. So Steve just sent that over to me. So that's the extreme. Let me get the white label. Big here. I don't know. Yeah, can you see that? No. Here we go. There, now you go. So that's oh, the extreme. Yeah, right so that's so that's the the low temperature extreme, and then we got the this is the stuff I run. And Bobby was saying, so it's the orange label, which is I, oh, I think cool. it's called that the is. best gold. So there's yeah. two different types. Gold, it's slightly, it's slightly more yeah. expensive. Yeah, gold. So yep. yeah. Anyways, thanks, awesome. Steve, for sending that, bud. I appreciate that. So I think I think all oil is gold, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. That extreme oil is also kind of developed for the 850 motor a bit more specifically. It Brand, is, eh? Yeah, they do advertise it for colder weather, but it was built at the same time as the 850 motor, and that's kind of where uh, it's designed to be run. No higher compression motor in the 800, so oh, I always run that extreme, and, and we never get below zero up here. Um, yeah. It's just a little bit better running oil, especially if you're riding 850 and putting out a little more power. Oh, that's good yeah. to know. I know my buddy Steve said that's all he ran on his last two years uh, of his sled. So, you know what? I'll switch over to that after I go through. And I got like a ton of the best gold. I loaded up at the end of the <laughs> yeah. It was on sale. Nice. I was planning on going back to Quebec, but then this stupid thing called COVID hit. So, right. so I got to, I'll burn through it and then, then switch over to the extreme. But yeah, I did hear that too. So, yeah. Awesome. And, and, and everybody watching, if you're watching uh, this live stream or you're tuning in on podcast, we actually just uh, we had two thousand downloads on our last podcast on on Spotify alone. That doesn't count uh, wow. iTunes podcast. I think we're over thirty thousand downloads total. That's awesome. Isn't that wild? Five oh nine. Hint hint. Okay. <laughs> he does. He does. I like it. So no, it's actually it blows me away because I get alerts all the time, but I haven't I haven't really looked at. At the Amazon, it's on Amazon Alexa. I believe you should be able to say Alexa, play snowmobile sessions, and it comes on. Um, oh, nice. And and it's on there. And but I know definitely it's on. I like that's where I usually watch it is on the Apple Podcast. And I haven't seen the stats on that, but the um, the 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 um, Spotify sends me alerts all the time. And yeah, if you totaled it up, I, it's it's an astronomical number from what I thought it would be. 
You know, that's awesome, like, Gary. That's yeah. Good to know, so I thanks a lot to everybody who's yeah. who's tuning in or watching right now. We we really appreciate it. Fan photo at mudbrats.com. I don't care where you're coming from. Send us the photo. Send us a little high and a, and a note, and and we'll feature on here. It's that's it's really that simple. There's there's yeah. nothing complicated really? about us at all. <laughs> <laughs> and we, had, we had a guy from Sweden last weekend, Gary. You I know, too, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Both going around globally, yeah. which is awesome. So you can see that yeah. there's uh, a good uh, diehard contingent fans around the world of snowmobiling, right? So that's awesome. Oh, and every week, every week we yeah. get new people, right? And I love the yeah. old people too. Don't don't ever forget the guys like BKD and Jesse and and Mike and everybody who make it happen, right? And yep. Jeremy and yep. and uh, and everybody out there. So. This is from Archie Card. Actually, just step back a minute. Like last night, we usually have these David on Mondays, and and uh, and I was off yesterday, so I wasn't sure as I was going to make it home. And uh, my phone blew up last night. I was telling the guys they, they thought we had fallen off the face of the earth. And what? No show tonight? And oh, come on! It's like you know, I I was tempted just to round up everybody to come on and do a pre-session session, you know? <laughs> yeah, we should have. So, I was going to say that to you. So I'm like, let's go on and do a little little quick one. Right? I know, I know. We could have. We could have. Hey, Don't worry. For you guys, though. you got a fan base that's loyal and they want to see more. So that's Yeah, for sure. Know. Hey, we'd be here if there was two, if there's one person watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, if there's Gary, two when people you, when watching, that's double the audience. The original show when we started it, right? We were saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a fantastic show. There's no one doing a show like this show. It's the best show ever. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, our official spokesperson. Ah, yeah. So our Archie Card says, uh, says, gentlemen, Archie Card here. His YouTube handle is Flatlander. Gonna have to nice check sled. that one out. That's a nice. He's sled. getting back. Yeah, yeah. He's getting back into sledding this year with his wife, and and later in life with his one and a half year old daughter. Super excited about it. He picked up both of these sleds in September at a really good price. The black one is a 2014 ZR LXR 7000. It's the first year for Yamaha 1049cc engine. And the next is a 2017 XF Crosstech 9000. Also the first year with the Yamaha Turbo 998cc engine. I was going to say, I think that's the the Sidewinder, right? Version of it, right? The winder. He moved to Minnesota from Alaska last year. It's going to be a different ride for me because Alaska was a lot of backcountry, boondocking, and deep pow riding compared to a lot of trail riding here in Minnesota. But I'm excited for it, especially since it can be a family outing for us. Also, the technology has changed so much because the last riding I did was back in 2005-2006. My Snowcheck 2004 700RMK from then was pretty close in weight to this four-stroke turbo. I'll be riding this year. Anyway, I really enjoy the sessions you guys have put together. Outstanding. Keep it up. We will. We will keep it up. But isn't that crazy that his 2004 RMK, that's a mountain sled, <laughs> is the weight of the, the winder, you know? Yeah. Things have come a long way. I got yeah, so confused I, when Kat switched over to that 7,000 and 9,000. Every time I saw it, I had to read the specs out to figure out which motor was which. Like, yeah. is this a 700 two-stroke, or is this a 900 two-stroke? Like, no, this is a 1049 four-stroke. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a nice color. I love that color. That's really sweet. Yeah, that white, white rails and polished tunnels. Yeah, nice. yeah. I'm learning a lot. Like, I, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't obnoxious to other brands before, but I'm learning a lot about, uh, through the show, like, what what the different lines of Polaris mean and what the different Arctic cat numbers mean and everything. And 
I've ridden with them all, but the uh, it's I never really paid any attention to what it is because you learn skidoo and you learn you know I'm I'm almost I, no I'm not an excited uh, like I, I'm I'm getting to an encyclopedia on skidoo but go. not quite you know what I mean like yeah. the dyslexic the dyslexic encyclopedia of skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your passion for snowmobiling comes through, but oh, for sure it is. Oh, and but I'm just saying, I, I love. Yeah. That's what I love about doing these little sessions because they it totally yep. there they are together. Good pair there. Awesome. Um, nice you do story. really learn a lot. So, yep. um, Jeff Barrett here. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's nice too having like different content too. Like you know, Bobby with the Polaris and the Arctic Cat. Like I said that to him last year. Like I I literally went back and forth whether to get a riot. Or the the assault, and and I mean I was happy with the assault. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, it's it's nice to have uh, guys making videos on just you know different types of brands, not just one style brand. And that's I don't know. I it, to me I, I enjoy watching that right where it's different. And like I said, and I'll say this again, we need four manufacturers, man. I don't want to. Uh, and again, yeah. that's just my yeah. opinion. They push each other, you know. Like I, I, I mean, it's you know, and hopefully we'll see something come out from from Cat and Yamaha in the next year or two. Right, with a new yeah, for sure. So for sure, and they push each other. So. <clears throat> Rob Rob Overholt says he's watching this as he works on his O2 MXZ800. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next up is uh, Jeff Barrett. Jeff Barrett was actually chatting on a couple of my YouTube um, videos, and I forget what one he was watching, but he was doing something with this sled and watching the video while he did it, and asked me a couple of questions. I said. Why don't you throw some pictures of that bad boy up here and we'll show it on the uh, on the show. So, yeah, and I had another email from Jeremy saying, "Hey Porter, you just helped me out with the with my son's sled." And I said, "Which video was it?" And he said, "This spark plug cap one." I'm going, "That's like 10 years old or more. That was when I had my 670. Love it. I love that." You know? Here I am helping the helping them out. So, he said, "Here's my ride. It's a 2010 XRS 800R." She don't have many luxuries other than performance with a few changes over being stock. Simmons Flex Skis custom handlebar riser with fly handlebars. He's got a team secondary and primary kit. He's got a full MBRP exhaust, V-Force 3 reeds. He's got a straight line performance head. He's got a one and three quarter inch ripsaw track. The top speed so far is 124 mile an hour, about to touch the top end with a new set of pistons. Myself, He's going to do it himself due to my job and only living about one kilometer from our groomed trail system. I take well of advantage of it mostly ditch banging and trails. Uh, I hope you and your crew like it. Like it. Any questions or anything, let me know. I love it. That's oh, a classic that looks XRS. So clean. Look how clean that is. Okay? Yeah. You got the oh, black, the next... and yellow, and, and the white, and the lines look great. Wow, that thing is super yeah. clean. Yeah, I it's a good. It's a XRS is because I grew up riding snowcross sleds. The most impractical thing in the trail. I couldn't get enough of IQRs, RSs, and then the XRS was that happy medium. Still a race-inspired chassis, but the motor wasn't going to throw the crank out in the middle of the trail at any given moment. You actually yeah. had no injection. You didn't have to mix gas, and still had the beefed-up, you know, uh, tunnel and uh, I think the S module on those was braced a little more, also from the factory. So yeah, they were, and that steering yeah. post is the steering post is the uh, is one inch more forward, like the RS as well. Yeah. Okay. I had an XRS yeah. for a little bit there, but when the inner child of me felt like going to this gas again, so I got backtracked. 
<laughs> and the uh, the the uh, footboards you can see in that picture there they're wider and flatter as well. Yep. It's a, like a lot of people they do reviews on the XRS and they they totally miss the reason you go with an XRS. It's not it is the shock package, but there's so much more ergonomically to that sled that uh, that if you're not buying it for that, then you might as well just have an X package, really, you know. But sure. uh, I love it. Like there was a video of mine, and it's it's my 2012. It was a 2012 800 Renegade X, and then we had a 2012 XRS, and it had our motion on it back in 2012, believe it or not. And then we had the uh, the 1200 2012 four stroke X, and then Dean had a newer one, but it was a, it was also the XRS, and I was like, this is like the flagship of Skidoo's Skidoo's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have the best of the best from 2012 like the four stroke two stroke and an xrs crossover and then we have like the newest latest and greatest xrs it was it was really cool to ted them all together you know absolutely you know yeah so. that's cool that was nice nice looking sled look at this yeah for sure is that in front of a locomotive it is isn't that cool that is so <laughs> there's cool. a there's a there's a yamaha joke to be heading here uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. That's what I did last week. So that's, there's there's how many sleds are there? Like twelve sleds sitting in front of this old locomotive, and it's buried in snow. It's pretty awesome. Jake Gardner says, "Hey, hey, Gary, here's just a few of my many pictures from sledding in the county or northern Maine, Maine woods. The famous trains. Uh, I'm, I don't have any punctuation here. He said the nor- or northern Maine woods, the famous trains. It's a couple of hundred mile round trip from my house. It's a great ride. Also, a picture from, of my 19 backcountry XRS 850. I'm riding this season. I've been on sled since I was two or three years old. And now he's 32. He's owned many different brands, but my heart is with Skidoo. I really like the show. I watch when it work when work allows. Keep up the good work, Jake. Well, there you go, Jake. Nice. Thank you for the oh, pictures as well, man. There's okay. another old. Yeah. There, look at that triple. That's SXR <laughs> right there again. Dirty old triple. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> There's a four-stroke uh, 1200 uh, Skidoo there. Lots of dudes in that picture. I like it. And we got a couple of Yamahas. Got a fire Firecat down at the end there. Yeah, right down on the second last one from the end there, the orange. Yep. Yeah, and there, there's the new, the the second generation Phaser. You know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a Renegade. That that one there is a Renegade. Uh, that's a 2013 uh, Renegade X. Uh, Dino had that exact color combo. Love it. Yeah, it's nice to block with the X on it. Yeah, it's the nicest color combo right there. Mm-hmm. I love that sled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, and then we got what do we got here. This is his uh, 850 XRS. Isn't that beautiful? Beauty. Yeah. Black, black yeah. and gray. Yeah. Yep. Actually, uh, Jeremy's and Mike's uh, new XRSs have the gray, the dark gray skidoo on the hood. I love yep. it. Really mm. looks good. So, yeah. Our boys at Full Send University. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, I love that name, man. I love that channel name. I know. He's, he says the first photo is where, guys? Where? Got me. Oh, that's Hold on. Wait, my sound effect's not working. Oh, Tug Hill. Tug Hill. Tug Hill. His first photo is Tug Hill from a few years ago. Featured is featured as a twenty. Look at they even feature sleds. 
Featured is a 2013 Switchback, 2016 Axis Pro X, a 2019 Switchback, a 2012 Rush Pro R, and our 2012 Skidoo XRS, which now has 10,500 miles on it. Awesome. Yeah. And those would be like babied miles coming from full send, wouldn't you say, Bobby? Oh, for sure. They don't I never see hard. them jumping anything. <laughs> no, no. They're all. If you're looking for a good used sled, feel free. Like these are always very well cared for yeah. machines. Never Boy, always ridden to. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Ridden to manufacturer specifications. You know. <laughs> yeah. He said the rest of the photos are some of our newer sleds which we purchased, including a 2020 Assault 144, a 2020 Renegade XRS, and three other Axis Assaults. Hope to be on the podcast soon and share some of the newer sleds we bought for this season. Yeah, definitely we'll have you on anytime you want. So send me, uh, well, I've got your email now. I'll send you a link for an upcoming show, and uh, and we'll get you on here and uh, chat, you know. Awesome. So we'll try and queue that up. i gotta, Good I got to show this, Gary, if you can blow me up on here. This is my buddy Gord. Sure. He got a skidoo in 2017, and it just came up on his Facebook. Uh, You're the hero. So i got to show that. So that was his him picking up his sled. Nice. No skis. Yeah, yeah. No, it just literally came out of the crate, right? So. Oh, it did. Okay, cool. Yeah, Is that yeah, the one you yeah. showed me a picture? You sent a picture of before. Yeah, it looked yeah, like it was wrecked, but that was him. Yeah. Yep. He lives down the road, uh, uh, down the lake from from Steve. And that we're all good riding buddies. So. Sweet. So that was Gord's sled that's when awesome. he picked it up in 2017. Yep. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Gen four. Uh, Bruce Stewart says, "Ride him hard. Put him away wet." More toys, more noise. That's hey. Remember last week we had Ryan on from Sledhead, and then and then it was Sledhead two thirteen, and we couldn't find a show, and he had to send yeah, us a link and everything. His name. Yeah, he changed changed his, his name, name to More Toys, More Noise. Go yeah. check him out. Yeah. And uh, he said his wife actually picked the name out. Yeah, yeah and good, man. Good I went. That's awesome. My wife had a few names for my channel as well, like. That stupid show. That's so. <laughs> what did? What, what was that one? That's so said, childish. You're, you're such a baby. I thought you were going to need therapy after. What she say? No one. What's listens that? Watches your no show. one listens. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, I've, I've been getting that for you. You show. Yeah, that's that. right. You walk up there and you say, "Yeah, look at this." Yeah, yeah. I uh, that the one year she's I was working on my boat and I had to take all the audio out because she was like, "Let's get out of here. Let's go. I want to go for a boat ride." And, and no one cares about your stupid YouTube videos and blah, 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 blah. And like one year later, I had 66,000 views. And I think now it's got something like 280,000 views on that channel. And it's like, or on that video alone. And it's like, yeah, no one cares about the, the stupid boat video. Right? <laughs> you know, you just, uh, one day, bud. It's just 200. In front of the TV, you know, a glass of wine and pull out some pizza and say, hey, I got something to show you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if I ever make $1,000 doing this through my monetization, yeah. Yeah. I'll just take the $1,000 and put it on the counter and say, here you go. That's right. Now who cares about your show, your stupid yeah. show? But I yeah. figure the, the route I'm going, I'm probably going to be about 15, 20 more years and I've made my $1,000 on YouTube. <laughs> so that, that's not bad. That's a good path, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, hey, so yeah. you're having fun, man. Yeah. That's all that matters. Oh, right? for sure. That's all that counts. So, and now I got 509 sponsoring me. I'll have all 509 <laughs> gear and goggles and helmet. Actually, I'll probably, David will probably send me a sticker for my windshield. Hey, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, I got to get you, I got to get your grass is always greener in Canada shirt, you know. You're not getting oh. the bacon or the maple syrup, though, after that. After I mean, that, uh, Seaboard. 
getting a photo of that over my uh, mono suit on snow, that t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, it's a deal. It's a, that's I'll, I'll get it. Di- I'll get it down to you, okay? I'll definitely get it down to you. You got to throw yeah. that on your uh, merch store there, Gary. That shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll put the I'll put a big Mud Brats logo on the back or Snowmobile yeah. Sessions logo on the back for you, and and and, yeah. uh, and you can sport that. That would be awesome. So, Nate yeah. no, hey, cool. hopped in here and said, uh, David, I'm trying to get my hands on the new 509 Tech Vest to zip into my R2 Series jacket. Any ideas where I can find it? I can't find it anywhere in Ontario. I saw that when you were saying shameless plug, I was about to echo back with another uh, shameless plug myself. We actually, on the topic of TechFest, we uh, last year developed a new, it's called an Armore Protection Vest. Right on. Uh, About a third the cost of a Tech Vest with the same, if not more, padding. It's all CE level one on the front, all the way around the ribs, up the spine, um, across the sternum padding. And the way that padding works is it's soft and maneuverable when you're wearing it, but the second you have an impact, it reacts in, I think, a quarter second and hardens. So while you're still wearing it, you can move and you're comfortable and it's not binding anywhere, but in, in the case of an accident, it hardens in a quarter second of impact. Um, yeah, that thing has been a hot commodity. They've been selling that. I think our site is just about sold out of every size, but... You go on the website under, I think, support, there's a dealer locator. You can punch in your zip code and figure out where a dealer is near you. And that'd be your best bet if we're sold out. Um, that's a great piece. I unintentionally did some serious R&D on it last year. I was wearing it, a prototype, and I actually ended up testing it. I took a handlebar to the sternum um, off a tree. And to tell you the damage... How much how, how much worse it could have been? I ended up tearing cartilage from my sternum off three of my ribs and bruising my spleen. Wow. Out for about wow. two weeks. Now but you had the vest, that, David. You had the vest on, right? Correct. And without so if that, you didn't have the vest, just think how much how much worse it would have been. For sure, cracked ribs, and and the location I hit was right. You know, my heart was on the other side, so my initial concern was through the roof, and I wound up going in and get x-rayed, and, and most of the pain was the spleen uh, being bruised, but if I didn't have that thing on, and, and I've worn tech vests, they're great, but they're a bit bulkier, and they tend to slide around on your torso a bit if you don't have them cinched down. This is a full zip, more of a vest style, um, and uh, full coverage all the way around the side as well, so... That thing saved my season, and I will push anybody towards wearing that, even on the trails. doesn't matter. It can happen yep. to anybody in any scenario. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would check out the dealer locator and punch in your area and set your radius to however far you want to drive. Or if there's something out of your radius, a lot of dealers may ship. So there's some options to track one down out there. Right on. Right on. I love that. That's the best part of the show. You can get instant answers right away. You know? Yeah, Always wear love it. I run Code like robot legs. I got full knee braces, and I, mean, I injured myself a lot, so I, yeah. I need to add up now. <laughs> Coda Bear wants to know if you've uh, ever been able to ride with Chris Brand, and if so, how was it trying to keep up? Oh, man. You, you want to hear a story? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Always. It's what we're here for. <laughs> I've been riding out west probably for eight or nine years now, and... 2014 or 15 or so it was like my first year working at 509 doing subcontract work. One of my first assignments was 
go out and shoot with Grant for his 509 segment for that year's film. And I'd been riding Yellowstone and Wyoming, you know, eight, 10,000 feet tops. I'd been in Minnesota for a month or so, back riding trails. That's where I was living at the time prior to moving west. And I get sent to Barantz, which is like 13,000 feet all day. And I have a 2013 XM 800E Tech with like 4,000 mountain miles on it, which is equivalent to probably 20,000 trail miles as far as abuse goes. <laughs> just I got my ass handed to me for like three days. It was just trial by fire. And did it. when you're the filmer, the last thing you want to do is slow the athlete down because they're out there for you, essentially. So you don't want to be like, oh, man, this guy's out here spending his day filming, and now he's waiting for me, or he's digging me out. You know, it's a pain. So you just kind of got to sack up and, and figure it out. And we, uh, the highest point we hit that day was like 13.6 or something. And I remember sitting down, drinking my water, looking at Chris. It was just the two of us. We were one-on-one for three days straight, which was really cool. And this airplane goes by, and I go, Chris, I'm like, I can't read the freaking tail number on that airplane. Nobody should be up here riding snowmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he just he comments that every now and then when I see him. But yeah, I've ridden with him a lot since then, and I, I got to ride with him up in BC at like six thousand feet, which is more of my speed. My my local area is seven thousand feet tops. All of our other athletes are Wyoming, you know, ten thousand tops. Barant at the time is you know, the highest elevation around, so. Riding with him at 6,000 feet is a lot more enjoyable than 13 because I can actually, my lungs can keep up and, and everything, my horsepower is there. Uh, there's a reason he builds crazy turbo sleds because you're down a lot of power at 12,000, 13,000 feet. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, for him to master that terrain, it is the most difficult place I've ever ridden. Snow is very, very dry. And it stabs a lot. You, you think you're going across a nice open hillside, you know, through the trees, and all of a sudden your ski just dips and the whole front end goes under. It's, it's unpredictable. It gets a lot yeah, of wind yeah. in the woods there. So for him to master and, and do what he does in that terrain at that elevation, uh, it just speaks volumes of how good of a ride it is because he can go anywhere else. Like DC is a walk in the park for him. Half his elevation, yeah. wow. the snow pack is firm. Well, um, even his videos in the summer when he's out in Chile, like that's that's mind blowing because that that snow is completely different from snow in North America, right? It's, it's a dry really snow. Wet. It's like stones. It's yeah. Chile's, Chile's really wet usually, um, but they get yeah. really really big snowfalls and then it warms up. So yeah, he's been in every condition imaginable. The guy is a veteran to say the least. Yeah, that's awesome. A phenomenal rider. All right on. Nice. That's awesome. It's so lucky to ride with a guy like that, right? Yeah, 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 like, for sure. You know, it's, you learn uh, real quick. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's some more pictures. We're, we'll finish up on this, and I got some pictures of you, David, to go through that, uh, nice. that um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I read I read through all this, so it's just a matter of showing the rest of these pictures. Love this shot. This is uh, uh, just burning the, the Skidoo 850 sideways oh, yeah. through, like, it's got to be four feet of snow there. That's you a know? wicked shot. Look at the lights. Yeah. That's awesome. Looks like, yeah, isn't that wild? Where that is nice. that? Let's say where it is. That's Old uh, Forge. What did, old old Forge? Forge, yeah. 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 That, There's some actually, open spots off of certain trails where we can kind of get off and play in the powder when we get the big lake effect, and that's one of their little hidden gems. It is it not? To the is North it? Shore, Minnesota. North Shore, Minnesota. 
<laughs> is it not Tug Hill? I can promise you it's not. <laughs> Close. We got to get more Tug Hill stuff, right? On here. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not skidoo. We're not brand loyal to skidoos. We're uh, we want to hear about Tug Hill, not not skidoos. <laughs> Hell, smack my mama! No. Oh. <laughs> there it is. It's all about fun. Yeah. So hey, we're gonna we're gonna um, get on to some of David's photos now. Heck yeah! yeah I sent you a little bit of a timeline. Tried to dip. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Let's. Uh... Oh, is Rich uh, Rich coming back here? I'm sure he is. Here? We gotta, we gotta get the Google that. photos up here. Did you get your uh, sleds in yet, David, or still waiting on them? I'm still waiting. Thankfully, yeah. I have a sled from last season still. I still have my 2020 163, and we're getting hammered. 45 minutes east of here. We got about two feet the other night. Friday, sorry, Thursday through Saturday night, they're predicting 20 to 28 inches. And then Monday through Tuesday, another 10 to 15. So we should be riding probably four feet of snow here by the middle of the month. Awesome. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. But I'm still yeah. waiting for him to show up, and I got a lot of work to do, so I'm hoping to show up in the yeah. season. <laughs> and so the viewers know, what are your last two sleds you're waiting on? Uh, I have a 55 Chaos uh, Q2 850 and a 65 uh, Pro Arm K. The 55 will be kind of lightweight um, SLP twin pipe mod with um, you know, a variety of things. Lightweight. Uh, rotating kit, the ZRP, um, Ice Age Elevate kit, Fox coils all the way around, and then the 65 will be my turbo, which will be you know, skins, hoods, skins, shorty seams, um, all that fun stuff. And lightweight rotating kit also on that. Awesome. How do you like stuff. that chaos, David? Like, uh, so many people have said it's an amazing sled. It's kind of, you know... Yeah, it's it's if you have any experience on the Pro RK chassis, which you know was all they were up until twenty until they introduced the chaos. Um, you'll notice the difference right away. If you're just jumping on a chaos at your first time being on a Pro RK chassis, or sorry, an Axis chassis, you might not know it. But if you've you know been on an Axis prior, it's a night and day difference. And then for twenty one, they you know brought it into the sixty three and sixty five option. Right. Twenty, it was just in a one fifty five. And, and last March, I rode the two thousand twenty ones before they were out and. I was riding a 65 Chaos, and so they have that new belt drive, which is about 10% lower gear ratio. Yeah, should track. make a different thing. <clears throat> yeah, and then the new track, um, the 2.75, and then the 3-inch went to belt drive now also. And I was riding the 165 Chaos by 20 minutes, and I went over to the group. We were all on 21s, and I said, hey, let me... Let me jump on a 65. I want to try that out. And they're like, you're riding a 65. I, I thought I was on a 55 because of how well. <laughs> wow. Really? It made that much difference. Reacting. And wow. I, I had 155 last year, Chaos. So I knew how that felt. And that 165 Chaos tricked me thinking I was on a 55 just because of that new track with that new gearing in it. It's nice. such a difference. It's so much more playful. So the 21 to cool. 20 Chaos is a big, big difference. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. So Tony Cat here is asking, what turbo are you going with? Silver. I've been running Silvers for about five seasons now. Five pounds of boost on them. 
on the 850. Um, so it's 50-50 pump avgas, and they're rockets. Silver's making about seven to eight horsepower per pound. So at my elevation, I'm making, you know, 200, 205 horse on five pounds, and it's wow. enough. It's plenty. There you go. Yeah. 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 Oh, this takes yeah. me back. This is Northern <laughs> Minnesota, 2012. That's a XRS backcountry originally. That was kind of the first sled I really, really built for the UP. So that was a 137 with a 2.5 inch from like Tracks USA at the time. I don't know if they're still a website even. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I got my tunnel extension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it got it from there. And then it had a skins front end, Fox shocks, Ice Age rails, um, VR Tech hood, but then it had an 860 RK Tech big bore on it. And that nice. was a tech motor. What are those canes in the back? Sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys. Oh, just... Mountain Fit makes those, and they just kind of lock in as a little pin in the channel they slide into. Okay. They, I lock into the link, they lock into the link system, obviously, right? Yeah. Yep. I had yep. to run some race gas mixed in with that, with that RK Tech. And okay. I blew the crap out of that motor, is the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> There's not a whole lot stock on that sled no, like that. No. The, it's a Rev XP, but the hood's been. I love it. It yeah, almost looks nice. like the new the new 850 Turbo hood. The, the yeah. wrap's awesome too. Yeah, that was yeah, a fun shot. That was just to like right when kind of the UP was blowing up for off trail riding seemed to be around that 2010 era when it really started to be put on the map, and that sled was specifically for that. And, and I. Blew it up in the UP also and got towed out in the UP with that sled. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I love this picture. That's my new phone screensaver, David. Oh, yeah? Right oh, there. Nice, nice yeah. truck. There's, yeah, I, awesome. I there's a few guys in here that, that are watching right now that ride the UP. So that's actually in Besmer, Michigan, just outside of Ironwood. Um, a place called Powderhound Lodge. We used to go there all the time. Uh, good buddy Chris, who owns it. I think that's in 2013. And that was November, like, 18th. I don't know if you guys remember that season or are familiar with that that uh, era in the UP there. It snowed, like, four and a half feet in two weeks at wow. Lake Effect. So that was, yeah. wow. like, this time, next week, you know, a few, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. I was, actually, I was actually out in Calgary um, that on, on, for work. And I flew home from and landed in London Airport, London International, Ontario. And I had a Honda Element, and the the parking lot was full of snow. You couldn't identify one vehicle in the parking lot from the amount of snow from that lake effect they had. And when I backed up, I got pictures of the whole grill impressed into the snow. Like it was just, you could see the Honda emblem, all the grill marks, headlights, everything. And it was just a big cave where i backed the truck out of to, to leave i like we never had that much snow ever that early it was yeah, crazy wow. yeah was that around that same time that- it was that was it would have been the same snow that you're talking about because it was like it was yeah. in november and you know it's just this freak snowstorm came up and everybody got dumped on bad yeah. here we are sitting with 65 70 degree weather today right oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully it's gonna drop right yeah. Now there's that some snow. November storm. That was the, that same day in the UP. Though. Look at that. Yeah. Like, like I no said, you know, see your hood or your ski. I mean, the skis are buried, obviously, but the hood's yeah. not. You can't even see the hood. That's awesome. Yeah. 
like November 18th, somewhere around there. That's uh, what I was saying, is you know you got snow if you're making a wake. Right, <laughs> yeah. And you guys know it, in the, in the Midwest, that's unheard of. I mean, out west now, I'm spoiled, and you know, we'll ride over the hood powder usually every November, but for this is a treat to have this in November being in Michigan. For sure. Oh, yeah. That is nice. This is oh, gorgeous. Look at, that. look at the view. Yeah. Wow. Where's that? that? Been, uh, just out of um, Golden, B.C. Okay. There's this glacier yeah. up there, and that's like end of May. Um, there's this little granite hut that you can rent, and it's like, guys, I'm kind of bilingual here. I know I can translate. It's like 60K in on a sled. I'm, I'm good at this. I'm driving Canada. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's like awesome. 60K in on a sled, and you pack everything firewood, your clothes, everything packed in the tunnel, ride up the glacier, yeah. and you're out there, and you pitch black at night, and you sleep there looking over this glacier. Oh, what could that? Just a cool experience. We spent two nights up there, a little wood stove, you know, a case of beer, hanging out, and we shot a, a segment up there. In, I was going to say, I think there? I saw that segment. Yeah, See, that, that's like, cool. Like that, you can't you can't recreate that, man. Like that's that's unreal. Yeah. In that little shack is where you stayed. Is in that little stone hut. Yep, that's neat. In the outhouse down there behind it. Yeah, it's, it was a cool setup, and the ride in is intimidating. And in the spring, all these big avalanches let loose down these slide paths when the snow gets heavy and. You, there's kind of a time frame there when you you got to wait for them to slide and then you know head out a month later and cross all these avalanche paths on the way in there and it's just it's real it makes you feel small you know you respect the mountains more and more every single day. What's the snow like, David? When it's around May June, like is it really? It must be really wet and and like like loose or, or like is it a huge difference in the way you ride from from season to season when you're getting into that late? Like I, I just I wonder that. Spring snow is when snowmobiles get totaled. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's fast. There's no stopping. It's slushy. It's basically a slip and slide. It's okay. lots of elevators. Side panel, you know, it's on one edge, and you're just sliding sideways down the hill. That's the most efficient way. You don't want to go straight because, man, what's below you? If it's open, yeah, but if you're free riding, you're just riding your side panel and stopping against trees as you track. Um, spring is fun, but it's you learn a lot in the spring. It is completely different than riding in the part of the season. Right. I've had some of my scariest moments when riding because you can get into areas that you cannot access in the heart of winter. You can right find stuff and access things, but all that stuff you came up, you got to go back down. And yeah, it's fast. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. In that photo, it looks like corn snow. You know what they say well, that's in what skiing? Say, you know, Gary, that, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. That's what, way different that's what i was wondering what it's like looks to ride heavy it, looks, yeah. it looks hot look that, that day view, it looks though. like you look, guys are all i know look at that view it, that's unreal yeah, i think I the next that. one is from that glacier and, and, and i'll bet you it's one of those those pictures where the, <sighs> the photo doesn't do it justice am i right oh yeah, yeah. it looks the amazing back side of this is about a two thousand foot vertical drop to the valley bottom wow holy <laughs> look at this do you see the snowmobile right up to the very end you see the guy up there oh wow here, let me see if yeah, I can see. Yeah, if you watch in. the segment, I think it's in volume 11. That lip right there actually going this direction that we're facing the photo is about a 180 foot gap that they were riding. So you came into this corner here, rode the bank. Oh, through that. We ended up shoveling wow. that out. And there's another that one of the wild. 150 feet on the opposite yeah. side, but 180 feet to the sweet spot for landing. 
and the backdrop is that big rock right there. So it's pretty cool. It was, it was a bit of a skate park up there. That's cool. Like, like when you're when you're picking a site like that, uh, do you fly over in a helicopter like like to scout a t- uh, the terrain and then and then land and build some stuff? And how what's how long is that process from basically finding a spot to setting it up for a shot? Well, a lot of this stuff has been established by hikers, skiers, snowboarders over the years. Um, those guys are nuts. They are on foot all winter long exploring new areas. And BC specifically, the skiers and sledders get along really well. I mean, a lot of those guys use sleds to access the backcountry. So there's a lot of overlap there as far as sharing zones and, and learning things. And, but uh, Google Earth is an awesome tool. We use Google Earth oh, true. all the time. Granted, you can't get that detailed, especially glaciers. Glaciers are dangerous. I mean, there's crevasses. They're always moving. Um, there's a handful of glaciers that are heavily traveled because people uh, know where the crevasses are. They're, they're actively up there, and they're monitoring it. So this one, for example, um, there's some guys that go up there every spring and fall and fly a drone over it and update the imagery of how the crevasses have moved. So as they freeze through the season, you kind of know this is the no-go zone. This area is safe this year. because It changes every single year. Right. So that's that awesome. Also, probably depends on the amount of snow that's fallen, right? Is, is nothing to joke about. No, no, for sure. Yeah, we all know that, right? That's it's true. Oh, that's cool. That is beautiful pictures, man. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. There's some banging, banging trees. That, <laughs> you said. Take a guess where that is. Wow, that's wait, I, is that in that? the up? No. That would have been my guess too, to be totally honest. Yeah, with the I tight trees. The I would have said the UP, but yeah, yeah. I, that's, I, I, that's Japan. It, what? Oh, wow. Seriously? <laughs> now, so that's awesome because the guys from Yamaha were telling me way way back when Chris Reed used to go over there when they were when he was working with Yamaha in the snowmobile division, and he's saying that the snowmobiling in Japan's unreal. Hmm. Seriously, I can't. The, the coolest thing about it is there's no underbrush. When yeah. we were there, there was only about a four foot snowpack. But there's no stumps, there's no logging, there's no rocks. It's all pretty much vegetation, so it's just grassland in between the trees. And these trees are so used to, they get like 900 inches a year. I think it's the most snow in the world. No way. They're so strong that they never really just fall over and break. So you can have a pretty low snowpack there and just about go anywhere. It's bizarre. It's like the UP on steroids minus, you know, the logs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that looked like a birch tree, you know. That's why yeah, I, I thought it was local. Like, That's wow. Now, so how long ago was that? Is that this is Rob Kincaid in it, and I was fortunate enough to go to Japan with Rob Kincaid, and as you guys know, he passed this last April. So yeah. uh, travel with that guy anywhere, as you know, his personality is a total goofball. But then to take him into a completely foreign country with zero English, his goofiness is just amplified. So that trip was just like, tears of laughter pretty much 24-7. Um, Rob is like, he always wanted to experience whatever culture um, we were in. I went to Sweden with him also, so I, I got to see him in Sweden and Japan. And he respects everybody, so he wanted to be authentic. You know, eat with chopsticks, all this stuff, and just give it a go. Try it while he's there. And honestly, the food was so damn bad when we were there. And we were there for like five days 
Nothing's cooked. And we were we oh, weren't near oh, wow. there was tourism. We were in Hokkaido, which is like six hours north of Tokyo. So once you get that far out, you quit getting the the subtitle in English underneath the sign. You're in you're not in tourist area anymore. <laughs> so the food is extra authentic. And by like day four we had this continental breakfast that I mean I wouldn't have called it breakfast. It was like seaweed and rice and all this stuff. We were just trying to get food in our stomachs to burn calories. And I'm sitting there, and they have like this raw bacon. And it looked like just right out of the fridge, completely raw. And I smelled cooked bacon. And Dave McClure, Rob's best buddy, was going through this trip also. And Rob looks at me and goes, You smell bacon? Yeah, I do. And I look, and Dave has skewered this bacon through a chopstick and is hanging it in the toaster at the Continental Breakfast trying to cook the bacon. <laughs> And there's this Japanese guy, like, just dumbstrucking by him, standing there with his mouth open, wondering what the hell this guy's doing. And Dave's like, I could take it anymore. I need some cook food. That's awesome. So <laughs> that trip was, I'm, I'm very happy and, and fortunate to have done that with Robin Billy because uh, those two were arrived together. Yeah, I heard yeah. they're quite the pair. Uh, yeah. we got a RIP Rob uh, uh, as well. Cheers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good soul. Oh, hey, this is good timing. This, I'm super happy to still have this. Um, I actually have his helmet from this trip that's in that photo right here. Oh, no way. And probably can't see it on here, but there's still in this vent a tree branch from Japan wedged in there. No that's way. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's a keeper. Man. I'll, uh, get wow. a photo printed uh, from that trip. From my, my that's I'll awesome, man. Put this up on the wall somewhere. Yeah, that's wow. Awesome. Wow. Cherish the memories, boys. Cherish oh, the memories. Yeah, yeah for sure. For right? sure. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So how would you rate Japan and all the places you've you've ridden, David? Like, would you, you know, the U.S., Canada, Sweden, Japan? I mean, where would you rent that? I'm just curious. It's just so different that it's hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really compare to anywhere in, the, in North America. Mm-hmm. Um we unfortunately hit it on pretty low snow, and they're historic for that Japao, they all call it. Mm. It just keeps snowing and snowing, and it was great. We had bluebird skies, but the snowpack was pretty low, so we didn't get the real true taste of it. But I could tell that terrain could be some very, very fun terrain when the snow is deep, because they're also 3,000 feet max elevation, so you're making horsepower mm-hmm. in the snowpack. Um, wow. It was really open, so it was. I wish we had some more time there and a little bit of snow, but I mean, you can't really compare it to anywhere else. It's just its own place. It's, it's, yeah, cool. Now, you would have you those GP feels here and there, but you get those, you know, British Columbia snowpack feels. It's it's a weird combination of all these different places. Yeah. Now, how about Sweden compared to like North America? Again, different in its own self. Gnarly people. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Gnarly, gnarly people. No. A lot of rocks, a lot of logs, and they don't give a crap. They are full pinned all the time. Those guys that ride the trees there are their own breed. Holy cow. Riding with the locals there, they'll give you a run for your money. But uh, low elevation again, um, just very, very technical in Sweden. A lot of rocks and a lot of logs. It's kind of like they refer to it. You guys are familiar with Erzberg, the, the enduro dirt bike race? Yep, it's like the Erzberg of snowmobiling right in Sweden. But, right um, on. So very challenging. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I ran into a guy there that was running complete steel A-arms, upper and bottom on the axis. And they're like 20 pounds heavier than stock. But he said, I don't care. He's like, I keep breaking and spend so much money on A-arms, I'm just going to run steel A-arms. He was tired of going through a wrecking yeah. them, right? That's yeah, just take, clean off everything as you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That's a great picture, though, man. That's awesome. It is. Oh, this is it. Yeah, he's got the, uh, uh, the mountain that stood right up and buried in a hole. <laughs> Bobby's, Bobby's line color. That was the best definition of turbo stuck. There's stuck and then there's turbo stuck. That's yeah. it. That's turbo stuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And what do you do? Just Are push you... it off to the side, David, eh? You just... just backwards and roll it. Yeah, push it, yeah. roll it. Yeah. It looks like you're stuck a lot. How many ways are they efficiently yeah. get unstuck? That's wild. Looks like you were headed right, the magnet right to that tree too. So you didn't really have a choice if it was moving. If that if that thing was going to keep moving, the skis are going between that tree, whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's a little bit of an optical illusion. I'm further away from that than you think, but that's in Alpine, Wyoming, and it had snowed like three and a half feet overnight. So we were still in that the kind of tame terrain, if you will. We couldn't really get into the trees because the, the the change kind of off the meadows. You have an initial abrupt. Uh, you know, hill kind of transferring from the meadow into the trees. And we were only making it 20 feet into the trees, and everybody just buried it. It didn't matter if you were running a turbo or you've been riding 20 years. It was just that deep. That's awesome. <laughs> there we go, another one, too. Right in the trees, side uh, hilling. That one, uh, that was a scary day. We were riding a ridgeline with some tight trees, without knowing what the exit was below us. And right behind me, I wish I had shared the photo, it's about a 20-foot cliff. Mandate, we call it a mandatory cliff drop. When you're riding a tree line and there's a cliff and you have no choice, it's, it's just mandatory. And we ended up ghost riding these two sleds off this cliff and then jumping down behind them because the exit off the cliff went right in the tree. So even if you rode it out, you were pretty much you know heading right towards a tree. So... That turned into like an hour and a half endeavor just to get out of there. Yeah, I don't even see a, a, a trail beyond that. It's just tight trees, no. tight trees, tight trees, and like it's getting smaller. It looks like a go path. <laughs> yeah. So like you actually real. just you actually just push them over the cliff and then jump in after them. Yeah, when it's the, I mean that time of the year is February. You got a fifteen foot snowpack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two foot of snow on top of it. It's just let them go. It's easier. <laughs> That's awesome. That is wild. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah here's some sleds. I figured I'll jump in the sled photo mix. Yeah, that's right. So this is a Somebody skidoo depressed. with the uh, Polaris stickers on it. <laughs> <laughs> For all the skidoo yeah. fans telling me. I've, I've been getting, David, I've been getting a lot of people texting me, messaging me on Facebook saying, there's way too much Polaris content and on the show. What's going on? Someone asked me, Corey Brock said he was going to send me to therapy. If it doesn't change soon. <laughs> well, you know, we got to get other. We, I mean, there's other guests, but I mean, a lot of our guests have just. Been, well, we had Dave Neron on our first time, right? And That's then, the only skinny then, guy. Yeah, and then the, then from there on, it's been Polaris. But hey, and and I and I and right. Corey should Corey, if Corey's in the chat, he should chat what I told him. Is that the skidoo guys are too cool for us? It's the no. Polaris guys are down to earth and they want to talk and they want to no. talk sleds and and the do the do guys think they're they're too big for us. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> He goes, what about Muskoka Freerider? I said, I talked to Matt. He said, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. SPS Productions, no. Oh, well. You know, like, 
What are you going to oh, do, right? Yeah, well, you just I answered your exactly. question there. Of course, guys are really easy yeah. going, right? Well, yeah. maybe next year there'll be a Polaris hood hanging on my wall. Yeah, hey, you know what, Gary? You never know, bud, right? That's the thing. Yeah, hey. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Coda Bears going uh, Polaris, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Dan today. I don't know if everyone's seen his video, his last video there. He was building a, uh, doing a video on uh, building a sled that's that the average Joe can get a Yes, yeah. yes, it was yeah, but his his average Joe affordability is a lot <laughs> more than my average yeah, it's Joe the, affordability. It's the, it's the price of a, a new sled yeah. out here for Flatlanders. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah still, his four thousand dollars shock package. <laughs> you know, yeah, was uh, cool. he's a good guy, man. Uh, Dan Adams, we're talking about. He uh, he was on the show, and I always thought he was. I always thought he was calm. He is calm, cool, and collected, and then. He come on the show and it was just a totally different side of him that we've seen, you know. Yeah, it was a, yeah. it was really good to have him on. I I enjoyed it and and now you watch him and I, I we talked about this off the air, Rich and Bobby and I. And it's like yeah. now I watch his video and I feel like he's a buddy. That's and, right. You know, like yeah. like I feel like I know him personally. Like his he had a picture of his wife's birthday and and I wished her a happy birthday on Instagram and it's like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you, you know me you know me Gary. I'm sure you heard of me. I'm sure Dan yeah. talks about me all the time. <laughs> Tony Cat asks, "Is it we're going to see a cat rep rider? We'll we'll try to get a cat guy on here in Yamaha. I mean, which, which that'd be awesome. Which, I mean, honestly, guys, to the fans out there and the, the guys that watch the show, we've reached out to a ton of people. Eh? Bobby, yeah, yeah. Like, and we've got some. It's a bad time constantly. of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad time of year because everybody's busy right now. But yep. we've got a few lined up, so don't don't fear. There's some stuff right. coming. So, yeah, and we're just going to be bigger to to be able to turn down. Like, like, <laughs> sorry, Dave Nerona, next year we're too big for you. Today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, Dave Nerona is awesome. Yeah, Dave's no. a great guy. Yeah, he's he's the guy that started it all for us. For um, sure. So, what do you tell us about this sled, David? I got the. Uh, this was my 19850. This is the first year of the 850s. Um, this pair that's my favorite sled I've ever had. Something, you know, when you just have a sled, it just runs good all the time. It stands out yep. to me. That, that was this sled. So this was a 163 Silver Turbo. Um, I mean, a little bit of everything. Ice Age rails, B&M bumpers, boards, uh, Zollinger's billet front end, uh, QS3 uh Air shocks in the front and rear, skins, hood, skin seats. That sled just worked. I put like 1,500 miles of pure boost on it from mile zero, had a turbo on it. And That's never nice. skipped a beat. That one was just, it was just one of the good ones, I guess. Yeah. What kind of skis yeah. are those? David, did you just say that? I'm sorry if I missed it there. What uh, kind those of skis are stock skis. I've always ran the stock oh. Claris. They make a really good really, eh? Okay. They got like grippers on them or something, or am I seeing something there? Is that's that, why they is call that... them grippers? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> there. You go. So you see yeah. Bobby A. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I'm like, wow, that looks like you grip it and stand on it or something. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Right on. For marketing. Yeah. yeah. So are those carbon rails? They look super solid. There's not a lot of cutouts in them from this perspective. Oh, wow. yeah, they look thin too. Wow, Can you pull bombers. that up, Gary, or no? Sorry, sorry, dude. Yeah, the rails. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah those are the bomber cause... rails. So they're solid. Uh, Billet or a 7000 series aluminum, I think. And yeah, I mean, they're you can really and turbos, you're always riding wheelies, yeah, pillows, yeah. especially early season. A lot of those pillows or bogs that are only two feet under, so you're you know, all of that uh pressure is going right to the skin. So, those are definitely a bit more beefed up. And when you throw a boost at it, you're coming to everything faster than stock sled, so it's a nice little addition to have. Nice, nice. nice. Cool. those are neat. I love that. It's a good looking sled, bud. 
Yeah, yeah it's cool. Tan and black, something different. I, yeah, and I love the uh, I love the the A arms too. They're curved to give you clearance under there. And they made this lot every year, and that one was khaki, so I called that one the khaki lack. Ah, <laughs> khaki lack. <laughs> oh, look at this! Look at the chunks of ice. There's wow. three sleds where, sitting in front of these towers of ice. They got to be a hundred feet tall. Where is this? Let's guess this one. I like this. Yeah, one. let's guess this one because that's that's blue ice. That's wow, Russia. <laughs> that's got to be Europe or somewhere, no? Like yep. Sweden? I got to know. I, I would guess Sweden. Alaska. 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 All right. That is, that is unreal. That is just before Turnigan Pass in Alaska. Um, yeah, we had a down day. We were up in Alaska 2019. We had kind of a spare day. The weather was crappy. And there's this guy drawing a blank on the glacier name. And you just ride... Pretty much from the side of the highway, you unload and follow this frozen riverbed up and come around the corner, and boom, here it is, this massive glacier. And that was a, a mind-numbing experience, for lack of a better term. David, you're going to have to make a coffee table book, buddy. I know that sounds silly, but like <laughs> photos, man. Like, you know, you come into a buddy's house to have a beer, and you have this sitting on a coffee table, and you just have a beer and flip through it. Like, look at the photo. Like, And yeah. again, I'm saying this. You these photos probably don't even do justice of what that actually looked like. Oh no, there. like that is huge. Like that, that was it, the best the color. That's, that's wild. I like the marbling in it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty wild. That is unreal, man. The sound. So could you walk? Could, could you walk between them? Yeah, as far as you dared, because the sounds were enough to scare you away. It's constantly yeah. cracking and popping, and yeah, they're always moving. Gary, yeah. I, that's the amazing thing when Dave's talking about that. Like, there's a, a bunch of times that I, I'd be out in the middle of the lake at night on Skeleton Lake, and you would hear the the echo the echo of, of the ice cracking. Right. Oh yeah, out, I've, wow. I've stayed out there ice fishing. It's yeah, just it's wicked, like thunder. Wicked. It's like lightning. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a wicked, yeah. I've wicked stayed sound. on the ice uh, ice fishing, and it's like that. You yeah. sounds yeah. like lightning going like. Yeah. 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 So, that would be wild. I. I Amplify that times a hundred, and then put it sixty feet above your head. And <laughs> there you go. It's a, yeah. Oh man, that's that is awesome. Wicked. That that color is just phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know. I could awesome. sit there and look at that all day. Yeah, I guess what's your yeah. spirit? Oh, there we go with the chaos. Nice. This yeah, is a so beautiful cool. shot. That is nice. Look at the background. So you've got the, everything about this. The, the the heavy snow in the trees. You got the dark gray sky. Then you got the color of the sled, and then the sun hitting the front of that. Wow, mm-hmm. that's Revelstoke. That's why it's the best place in the world. Mm. That's SLP, awesome. SLP can. That's <laughs> twin yeah, pipes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, twin pipes. Oh, it is oh, twin too. Is too yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That sucker must be oh. a beast. Wow. Honestly, I rolled that more in my turbo last year. I think it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, they that say is, the that chaos is, a, is insane. That's a wicked yeah. photo. A little bit, a little bit off. Well, not really off question or off topic here, but they, what kind of camera gear do you guys have with you all the time? Like, 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 what, what did you shoot that with? Was that with a phone or was that with a DSLR? Like, what did, what do you guys carry with you? I mean, it must be hard being up in the mountains. With yeah, your... I think that was an iPhone on portrait mode. To be honest, Isn't that something, but, eh? Yeah, it's incredible what those things can produce now. But normally, I'm the Sony A7 III. I have the A7S III coming. I'm just waiting for it because I don't back order. Yeah. Um, variety of lenses, probably two or three GoPros and a drone. And most of that's on my back, along with my Avipack, shovel, probe, 
um, first aid kit, all this stuff. I pretty much usually have 50 pounds on my back while riding. Yeah. Do you carry a drone with you too as well, or do you leave that for someone else to do drone shots? Or um, I carry it with me pretty frequently. I tried yeah. a couple years in a row to get some set up on the tunnel, but I just was never comfortable putting camera equipment in the tunnel. Yeah. It's constantly bouncing. No matter how many different channels you built with foam, it's still, I mean, it's getting beat. The trails in the West, a yeah. lot of the places a groomer is non existent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. come March, you're talking four foot moguls for five miles into the mountain. So it's just working things. So most of it, unfortunately, is on my back. But I do have a good buddy, Trent Hooks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's kind of like my pack mule comes along a lot on trips and try to split up the, the gear a little bit. So that's yeah. a, a blessing. To have nice. Yeah. That is a wicked photo that like that, that could, is, that could win awards, man. That's again, you gotta, you, you gotta do a coffee table book. I know it sounds weird. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a story. I mean, that was on that sea boys yeah. trip, Revelstoke from that episode. That that's was cool. okay. nice. You, you should start a YouTube channel or, or a film company. <laughs> Put this on. Put this on video cassette or beta, beta max. Wouldn't that be awesome? I, I think I have an eight millimeter camera that we could shoot reel to reel, and it's got yeah. no audio. You just the old, the old, the old brownie, Gary. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and it would, brownie. it would jam, and then the light would burn a hole in the movie. You know what? Rich knows it. Yeah. <laughs> There's another great shot. Love it. Actually, Gary, remind me. I got to get Gord to uh, fire me off a picture of him when he went out there riding with his son out, out west. He's got some wicked shots too, and he said the same thing. That he's his one picture on Facebook, and he's had it for years. Is him standing behind, and he's up in a bowl, and the mountains are behind him in uh, in uh, BC. Just wicked. Yeah, Revelstoke's awesome. Yeah. Look yeah. at the cl- so. I don't know if everyone's seeing. And sorry to interrupt here. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's clouds where your 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 cursor was, right? Yeah, yeah, right here. Like that's cl- low base clouds. So and he's he's on top here. of the yeah yeah. And then he's on a like peak three, and it's three dropped. layers there. Three layers yeah. there. Yeah, so yeah. that's what you call an inversion. You get them a lot in the west early in the year usually. You know, low pressure system down in the valley there. Um, those days are my favorite days by far. Right. It's you're in town. Everybody's living their life, doing their thing. It's gloomy. It's overcast. It's dark. You get to the parking lot, and all of a sudden you ride up the trail, and oh, it, it's one of these days. It starts getting brighter and brighter, and you break through the clouds, and you're just on an island in the sky. Um, and you're looking down, and, and town's under there somewhere, you know, having a gloomy day, and you're up there in fresh snow and crystal clear blue sky and sunshine. That's awesome. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like having your the Rockies in behind you. Like, look at that. I know. I told you That's we have to do a snowmobile sessions group western ride. <laughs> for sure. Even for if it's sure. just for three of us, we got to yeah. do something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I need a couple more super chats, though. Make that happen. <laughs> yeah, keep coming, boys. Keep coming, right? <laughs> so far, I've got enough to uh, to buy a new turn, set of underwear to go. Turn your car on, right? <laughs> uh, oh, this is man. awesome, too. This is This is the Upper Peninsula, is it not? Yep, that was just last February when we did that. Was that, was that that long ride? Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did, did very low snow conditions, right? I, I noticed, if this is the, the episode I remember, I remember this happening, yeah, that was cool. 
Yeah, the first half was. I mean, we started in central Wisconsin and went all the way to the UP, and it got better as you got to the UP. But we did like 500 miles in 48 hours or something. Wow. Which I know a lot of you guys and, and a lot of the trail guys do that all the time. But when you haven't done that for seven, eight years, oh, that's tiring. <laughs> I have so much respect for the guys out there doing that. I'm like, this isn't it was fun. And then we met up with a bunch of people. We had probably 300 people come out for this ride along and gave away a bunch of stuff. And it was just fun getting the snowmobile community together and, and giving back to the kind of those guys where I grew up riding. I mean, I was in that boat at one point. So it was fun going back to the stomping grounds and seeing people come out and being pumped to, you know, get you a, had a good hat, for whatever it was. You had a good turnout. Yeah. And just chat with people. people. And, and yep. The fun, the most enjoyable part about it was chatting with guys, you know, that were 16, 17, that were doing what I did at that time in the same place. And I knew the places they were talking about. So <laughs> I could relate on that level and be like, I know exactly what zone you're talking about in the UP because I, mean, I did exactly what you're doing. So it kind of took me back and it, it was fun. It was really, really enjoyable trip. That's awesome. Yeah, it shows too in, your, in that cool. video. That was awesome. That was a great video, that one. Nice. I think that's it. I I think that's Papa it. Watts says, hey, guys, I'm sorry I'm late for the stream, but better late than never. Beautiful photos. Thanks, <laughs> Papa Watts. Yeah. Always good to have him. That, that was some yeah. pretty wicked photos, David. Seriously, again. Thanks. You had to compile those, man. So where, where's that's this fun. picture from again? Sorry, I was uh, That was their video there. last year, their get-together. That's oh, up right in Houghton, Michigan. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I did send a couple more. Yeah. That <laughs> oh, hey, looky, looky. Little matrix looks, like a, looks like a little matrix love there. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was in March. You got to ride that before it was released. And it was a tough one to keep your lips sealed about because I had so much fun <laughs> on it. Nice. So we've heard some from, like, we had nuns on on our, our very first episode, right, Gary? And, and he obviously was there riding them too. Is that So, David, can you give a quick recap on what the difference is between the axis and this, like, is like everyone's saying it's night and day and, and I'm looking forward to trying it out, but if you can give your own kind of words on, on what you thought of the matrix platform. Yeah. So the bulkhead and the tunnel itself are the same from the axis platform. Um, mm-hmm. It's reworked plastics and ergos and all that, but the way they reworked it, it's just so much more rider friendly for the trail. It's just your natural position. You're now seated in with the new seat um, whole new console, the new panels, you're way more rider forward. And, you know, initiating a corner, it's just effortless for you to stick your knee out. You're not kind of wrapping your leg out around a panel. It's just your leg just slides there. They're pretty much they slotted it out for your legs to point out in you know, right or left direction. Um, so it's way less effort coming into a corner to think about, you know, getting the ski lift in, whatever it may be. It feels like it's biting. Now you're just automatically forced to one side or the other without even realizing you're doing it because the, the paneling is designed for you to just navigate the naturally. But that screen is a game changer too. The ride command built into it. Um, the hand warmer options are awesome. You can go in and set presets for low, medium, high. I think it's between, I could be wrong, I want to say 75 degrees and like 130 or 40. Mm-hmm. One degree at a time. So you could set... Yeah low, medium, high, at whatever random numbers pleases you. Um, and the new headlights are awesome. I did get to ride it as it was getting dark, and the high beam on it, it's, it's like kind of a light bar on a pickup truck. Um, it's just a cool, cool set. Very, very well-balanced and predictable. 
Now, did, did, when you were riding around with the other sleds, were you able to interact with the vehicle to vehicle on the 7S display? Because apparently that's the mind blowing difference between um, like having a group ride, but apparently when you have two sleds of the same like 7S display, the vehicle to the vehicle interaction is way better. I did it in the parking lot a little bit, but since this was kind of a industry thing, it's called snowshoot every March. In- yeah. West Yellowstone before they're released to the consumer. All the publications come together, their imagery, video, whatever, so that when they are released, their next episode or magazine can have content that's other than OEM provided imagery. Um, so, because of that, so many other people have been messing with it that there was all these other logged in, please say, people or left phones linked to it or whatever, so I didn't really get to dive into it too much but the little bit i did play with it i, I can see how that's going to be the main job. right on cool yeah it's pretty impressive looking the fun thing about snowshoot is that's kind of where my appreciation for the whole trail world continues is you get to ride all the manufacturers side by side mm-hmm. so been on the new cats and these the yamahas and you really see what everybody's coming out with and, and feel these these chassis side by side and how everything handles from crossover the trail to mountain so Kind of keeps me up to date on on what's going on, you know, back in the Midwest and East Coast. So and I, I just can't believe how much that technology is advanced. It's crazy. So here's a question: If you don't mind, if you can touch on basis, what would you say was your favorite Skidoo, Cat, Yamaha, and, and Polaris? If you can, if you got, if, I don't know if you got to ride all of them, but what would you say would be the one that kind of impressed you the most out of out of each manufacturer? If you can, like maybe you didn't get a chance to ride them all, but you know what we fought over, legitimately fought over at intersections was the blast nice <laughs> really that's awesome See, that's awesome that's that's awesome to hear that we're like they nailed the name on this every time we pulled up to a stop sign I'm like this thing's a blast he's like holy crap like, that's why they named it this and if you had like three of them we had two at a time it's like it's in between riding like a vintage sled and a pit bike because you're kind like of drifting corners and you're bumping your buddy and you can ride them wide open and you know what they're going to do the weird a single really lunger, cool, right? Like that's amazing. That's a yeah. really cool missed market that now has a pretty cool option in it, um, and they're still plenty powerful. I mean, we were riding them at six thousand feet on groom trails. I think the cat version, what is it, the ZR? I think they called it. I can't remember the cat version of it, the short track. We still clocked seventy-one miles an hour on it. Wow. I mean, that's, that was full talk for like a yeah. mile, and like it's and, and that's another segment. And that's another segment that no other manufacturer has started. So maybe CAT has created a, a segment for people in between, like, you know, like a 10-year-old and a, and a you know, like a preteen to 14-year-olds, yeah. right? So that, that's awesome. That's you good. I hope, I hope they're onto something. I mean, you're talking from a 120 or 200, basically, to, uh, I mean, 550 fans are still a thing, depending on if you want to go an older sled or new sled. But other than that, you're pretty much jumping on a 600 after you outgrow a, you know, a, a 120 or a 200. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to have. That's cool. Papa Watts, a $5 super chat. <laughs> any, of you ex- any of you have any experience in the new Polaris Matrix 850-137? I'm really interested in this being mostly cat, but deep down, I love all sleds. Nice. I there rode it with a 650 motor. Um, that motor feels like an 850 all the way through the mid range. Definitely were- on the top end. The, the way they geared that thing and the, and the fuel mapping in it, it feels like an 850 through about the mid range. That's what they're saying. That's going to give a lot of other 800 manufacturers a, a, a fit. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that 650 motor is going to be great. I think that's going to be a big class that's going to grow. I think you'll see the other manufacturers focus on that as well. I, it's good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to actually. I'm looking forward to coming across somebody that has that has that motor this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, like that's the thing. The 600 R E Tech is a is a rocket. So yeah. I can't yeah. imagine what a 650 would be. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, do steps up to the plate because if they came out with the 650, it would be nuts. Yep. You know. Yep. For it sure. Would be nuts. So. But what, what's the, uh, did, is this the first one we've seen? No. That's kind of seen this. I can't believe I've seen this many fingers. Next level. <laughs> uh, that was an 18800 turbo. Um, very similar build units. I've been working with the same brands year after year. I'm pretty adamant on that and not jumping around and, um, you know, carrying a lot of, my day job obviously is filming and working five and nine, but at the end of the day, I had a lot of it at heart, so I've carried a lot of these brands through my day job and stuck with them for anywhere from five to ten years. So, um, this one's very similar to that 850, but this was actually my favorite 800. Pretty similar chassis setup and everything, but just another sled that absolutely was running. Yeah, very good wrap on it, too. I love it. Nice yeah, and nice. Those colors are wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Like the blue ties in with the rails and the, or the yeah. spindles. That's the, and there we're back to the beginning there. Nice. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks for sharing those pictures yeah. with us for sure. That's a, so Dave, do you get out to snowshoot every year? Like pretty much every year or, or just sometimes? Here and there. Um, like last year I was a guest for Sledhead 24-7 um, for the Polaris segments. I'm just kind of, it's a nice change of pace. If I got the free time, take a couple of days off work and go down and do that. It's always fun to get together with everybody through the industry at kind of one place. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and I mean, the best part is riding new stuff out. But uh, yeah, I didn't go, I think I've been past two years and then had a two-year gap or so and every now and then try to when I can if the offer's on the table. Nice. That's awesome. Corey Brock's in the house. He says, Gary, I like to hear your little skidoo chime-ins there. Hello, <laughs> well. Oh, there'll be more. We'll get more people yeah. on, right? Get another Jeremy one. says he's sure skidoo's working on a 650. They don't want to be left behind. Oh, they're all they're all in the game together. Yep. Yeah. And again, we mentioned last week, or the week before, too. I'm glad that uh, Cat and Skidoo got their little squabble sorted yeah, out. For sure. Somehow cats can come north of the border. Jumpman Jay says, look at that Polaris graphic. It's not angled like the others we have seen. <laughs> what, what was there you go, about? Rich. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, richest sled. I was I was asking about the graphic because it looked crooked to me. So there's yep. Jumpman Jay commenting we'll on, comment on your VR. So the on Polaris the logo on the on the uh, Matrix oh, I, Assault, there's a left and a right decal. Yeah. that. It, it changes on it. And everyone was pointing out. And I'm like, see, I've been in the printing business for 28 years, so I understand left and right concepts. But a lot of people are like, why is it different? I'm like, well, there's a left and there's a right. Like, it's just different. But some people don't get it. But yeah. 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 And then on the Matrix, the decal itself is actually bigger than the one that's on the VR1s. Or on the yes. assault, it's bigger than the one on the VR1s. Yeah. So we were talking about that. That Rich was driving up north yeah. uh, the, the weekend he picked his sled up. And this is what he saw on the side of the road. That's impressive. I was yeah, a tourist, and we were trying to figure out. It was funny because we pulled up, and I said to Steve, "I'm like, are we seeing this? Like, like was this guy trying to pull around? I think no. This is just what I think happened by looking at him. 
he honestly thought that was part of the road and it's not part of the road like yeah. it's part of the ditch and you go up and it's <laughs> there's a snowmobile trail that goes up like that and then it goes off to the right i wonder if that's part of the trail there's a spot where you cross uh 169 or 118 whatever road that is and you go up a rock cut like that and then you go in the bush at the top and if you went straight it would be a would be a yeah i don't think maybe steve can chime in if he's in here still yeah. i don't know this was on the way to huntsville and yeah, it was it's like it's like i again it was baffling it was it was mind-blowing and like i said this photo made its way all the way down deep south in the u.s because a, a youtuber guy posted it up on his channel i'm like get the hell out of here that was my photo That's now again awesome. there could have been other people taking it too but it was like what the hell that was crazy yeah yeah it's pretty crazy yeah. right we got some more emails come in from uh from fan photo here i'm gonna Gonna pull a few more up here. So, that. David, if you had to build your ultimate UP sled, what would you build? Because there's kind of like I noticed some guys bring full mountain sleds up there. Some guys use the crossovers. Now, I just would have to have a 36 inch front end on it, which would be the tough part for the trail portion. Yeah, but we just can't quite do the off trail stuff efficiently with anything wider. Mm -hmm. So I would probably buy a 55 chaos and swap the rails and cut the tunnel and make it a 146 chaos. I don't think you need anything bigger than a 46 in the UP. Yeah. Um, 55, 63 is insanity. Mm -hmm. It's great if you want to stay on top of the snow, but how tight the UP is, that's a lot of sled maneuver in those woods. Yeah. Um, and a 46 is going to be playful, and if you want to do wheels and knock overs, like, that's going to be the setup. Yeah. I feel like I could see that happening because obviously there's the, the SKS 146 almost doesn't need to exist now that the Matrix 146 kind of exists. So I could see them kind of making that a little bit more aggressive next year, maybe doing like a Chaos 146. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. I was looking at my Matrix, and like I said, the bulkhead's the same. So. You can swap a 36-inch front end on it, but that tunnel and everything is so much different. The running boards are way bigger than on a, a RMK chassis, so yeah. there are some things you have to battle there, whether it's aftermarket boards, just to not have it drag as much in a, if you side hill. It's going to create a lot of drag with that tunnel setup, but yeah. somebody could definitely take a matrix and do some minor tweaks and have a pretty good UP setup in that 146 platform. I bet. Yeah, nice. That was a good question, Bob. Thanks. Joey Tier says, uh, this is a typical March day on Lake Kippawa for us. It's a 2015 Pro Ride Assault, a 2019 High Country. That's his. And he's got a 2019 Back Country in this picture. Nice. Pretty sweet. Yeah, for nice. sure. Love those little cabins, too. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So, Bobby, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but we were asking maybe off and that, and maybe, David, you could see, too, are you guys noticing that there's going to be a lot more people on the trails this year? Because we're noticing up here in, in It's going to be wild. It's yeah. going to be an absolute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're going to say shit show. Like, I, I'm happy about it because, I mean, that means that the the industry and, and you know, snowmobiling itself is going to be busy. But it, it's going to be interesting to see what the trails are going to be like, man. Yeah. I can tell you from uh, internal side, um, as far as sales, we're record through the roof, stomping records month to month, like obliterating the last year's goal. Um, and people are buying, people are spending money, people are eager. I think, especially with this COVID thing, that winter almost seems like a 
a whole new fresh start. I feel like summer has kind of revolved around COVID, so transitioning into winter kind of feels like a blank slate. I think a lot yeah. of people are eager to get out and get on the trails and spend time with friends and family, but yeah, people are spending money and buying snowmobile gear, parts, sleds. I think it's going to be a year for the record books. Yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah, I think we're all saying that too. Hopefully it's going to be awesome, right? That, that'll that be a... I just hope... I mean, and I know we're still thinking... We were hoping to get Bobby and, and his dad up here to come ride in Ontario and Quebec, but may have that to wait. Border crossing. Knows? Yeah. That's it. Hey, yeah. we'll sneak you across, Bobby. Tell him you're essential. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm worried about just crossing state lines. So, I mean, right? I, hope, I hope nothing happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. we were saying. I was mentioning that too. I, I we're we're preparing not to not to to go riding in Quebec, which really stinks because yeah. I mean, you know it's a great place to ride as well too. But hopefully, I'm wrong, and then hopefully things change and well you know we get a vaccine or something hopefully we can all be riding wherever Definitely. we want yeah. yeah i know that sled that's you know this sled? yeah that's a instagram page that we've uh, hooked up with our ambassador program over at 509 oh, awesome. yeah, it's 319 productions called yeah that is that's wicked cool. design look at oh, the color in there from, here's one from vicky thompson hey guys I watch every week Waiting for snow. He's still here in Manitoba. Here's a picture from the day we just did shy of 400 miles. Here, I'm going to pop this up on screen here so you can see it. And uh, she said we just did uh, 400, shy of 400 miles. Uh, normally, we try and do 250-ish a day. We book off every Friday in February to ride. Love the podcast. Keep it up, Vicky. Sweet. Nice. I love the pink accents on that, too. That is cool. What are you guys doing average on a on a weekend for miles or kilometers for you guys? I mean, it just blows my mind. It, I know you got to have the sled set up right. There's so many creature features you can add, whether it's windshield, gauntlets, all this stuff. But, I mean, when I was in the UP, I remember growing up doing it. But, holy cow, like I said, I gained so much respect for people doing this every weekend. What's your average season look like for you guys? I I put Rich on does some crazy miles. <laughs> I put on I put on five thousand k last year, and that that wasn't enough. And 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 to be honest with you, if if uh, COVID didn't kick in, I would have probably put on another. I'm going to say fifteen to seventeen hundred kilometers up in Quebec. I didn't make a trip that my buddies went and did, and they they put on an extra fifteen hundred kilometers. So I would have been sixty five hundred kilometers for the year. Wow, and on a good good year, I, I can do seven to eight. And we got I've got a buddy that does ten thousand kilometers a year every time. I'll, no problem. Yeah. Are you so. able to ride from your house on a good season? Do you have trail system? Close no. Where where the cottages and where Gary is, is is the Muskoka region, and from there on the way up, you can go anywhere. I mean, years yeah. ago, you'd be able to ride from from my house. I could ride up to my cottage, but that's which is you know two and a half three hours north of me now. But that's not doable anymore but you know but there's so much so many trail like there's over thirty thousand kilometers of trails in ontario right so you, there's that's, a lot that's of tra- problem, though. that's not that's not open trails but yeah. there's a lot open there's there's at least 12 to fifteen thousand kilometers open at any yeah. given day in the winter i do yeah. about uh i do like when we go on a short ride it's 186 kilometers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like my son and i'll do two to three hundred kilometers easy in a in a day um my season last year my goal was to do like i think i almost made four thousand kilometers and then like the season before last and then this last year i was my whole i was set to do five thousand that's why i wanted to get rid of my 800 is it was getting high in mileage so if i was going to put on a big 
big year like that, it was, it wasn't going to carry me through or I was afraid it might not. And, and last year I didn't do as much because, you know, life happened too. Right. So, um, yeah, like it's, if, if I do 3000 average a year, that's probably close. Um, I was 4,000 hoping to do more, but you know, and then this, this coming year won't be as much again because of work and, and, my playtime is going to be diminished a bit, I think. But you guys have uh, about a 30,000-kilometer network in your local riding area. If, if every trail was open, and yeah. I can ride, I can, like, really in the, in my town I live in, in southern, southwest Ontario, I can ride to trails. I, I'll do a little street riding, and the trails aren't that far away. Um, I'll often trailer five, ten minutes and go to an arena parking nice. lot, and I have access to everything. We can go forever. I could actually go here to my cottage up in Muskoka, which driving a car is like 280 kilometers, let's say. Um, I could actually, and that's, I want to do that one day is go from here right up to the cabin and uh, when the trail's open. And you can do it once in a while, but not every year. We haven't had a year in the last couple of years. You could, you could do it. Hey, hey Bobby, that 30,000 kilometers is about 18,000 miles. Mm. Yeah, you're yes. pretty yeah. I'm nowhere close to any of that stuff. So I'm like, uh, probably a, uh, average year is like a thousand good years, like 1500 miles. But you know, especially when I like ride with the full send guys and stuff, we'll, we'll kind of like ride to those open spots I was talking about and kind of play around, tire ourselves out and then ride a little more, but probably an average day is like a, a, a slow average day is like 80 miles. And then like a decent day would be like 120, 150 miles for us. Yeah. My, my longest day last year was, uh, one trip in, in Quebec in a day we rode for about eight, eight and a half hours and we did 570 kilometers in one day. Wow. But you got to remember in, in Quebec, it's, they're wide open. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're averaging a buck 40, mm-hmm. like you're, you're cruising along and the trails are super wide. So you can hey, rock. David, you, like, you like this suit here? <laughs> 200 jacket. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, Jumpman J six rings. He he says it's another addition to his gear this season. The new R two series from five hundred nine. It's amazing piece with a removable liner. David, yeah, that's a cool, for sure. That's a cool jacket. So that's R two hundred, meaning two hundred gram insulation liner. But the cool thing is, there's three liner options for that. So there's a three hundred to make it an R three hundred, which would be a three hundred gram insulation liner. And then there's also a heated one that can run through uh, your sled accessory port, um, which if you're getting cold, then you should probably like not snowmobile anymore. It'll keep you toasty. So that's cool that within that one shell there, there's three different options for uh, liners. Absolutely. Uh, nice. I hey. see a couple of questions here, if you don't mind. Of yeah, I was going to say Gary. Delta helmet. Don, Don, Don Chu, if you can pull that up there. Yeah, um, Don, if let's see, Thursday, two o'clock Pacific. So wherever you're based, that's what three o'clock Mountain, five Central, six East Coast. That no, that wasn't right. Somewhere around that time frame. Anyways, two o'clock Pacific time. We're doing a live event on Polaris. And we're going through some gear rundown, specifically talking about that R3 helmet. And the R3L has, yes, to answer your question, addressed a lot of those uh, problem points. Um, this, the uh, visor actually has a lock on the side now. It doesn't just flip down. It actually has a lock that will secure it to the helmet itself. 
creating a, a really good seal for any air. Um, so definitely look into that. Go check it out. If you have an R3, go compare it to the L. Um, but also we're going to go in depth a little further on that on Thursday at 2 o'clock Pacific time. It'll be on Polaris's YouTube and Facebook, I believe. And it's going to all end with uh, showing the volume 15 film again. Nice. Right I'll be sure to tune in for that. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Because I love the look of that helmet. I, I yeah. almost bought the R3 years ago, and, and there's just iffy reviews. But if they've addressed some of the concerns uh, people are having with it, that'll be a dynamite helmet. Yeah, the R4 definitely is the best one out there. That has the full flip-up chin. Um, that is kind of the, the top-tier helmet. He had windshield. And it's tough designing helmets for trail riding because – Trail riding, you can't really lump someone into one category. There's guys that ride average of below zero every single day, and then there's guys who only go out when it's 25 degrees and sunny. So it's tough to make a, a middle-of-the-road helmet that's going to cater to everybody. Everybody, yeah. So there's a lot of options now within that Delta series for that very reason. And we just launched a new website last Monday, I believe, um, with all new specs and details to answer a lot of those questions and the variations in the Delta series. So if you guys are thinking about it, go check out the site now, and it's all up to date with some more in-depth uh, spec details. Nice. Hey, awesome. We're still at 100 people in the chat, too, by the way, which is awesome. Heck, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a record. Very cool. Very yep. cool. That is nice. That's good. All right. That's cool. A lot of people saw it. I'm going to go back to that picture. Yes. That's cool. Bring that up. There's another one, Jumpman24. Bring up his question there, Gary, if you can pull it up. Oh, sure. Look at that. Like the air is color matched and everything. Different yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That is wild. Both sleds. Awesome. There's a story to this, too, I think. Uh, from Rob Overholt. I uh, love the show. He's been watching it since day one. Keep up the great job. His O2 MXZ I was working on while watching the show. That's it. And the second pitch is some of the guys. Second pick is some of the guys he rides with. And the third pick is his daughter and I, both on my O2 and O9 MXZ 800s that have been rebuilt. That he rebuilt. So here's that. Oh, that's neat. There's old formula. SLS. Crack that one up here. That's a nice iron there. That's great. Yeah. Pretty neat. Love that shot. Love the bridge in the back there. Oh, there's some there's some classics in here. Look at that mock down at the back. <laughs> awesome. The silver bullet. Yeah. Yeah. There's Dirty Sanchez there. And then second one. He's got a couple formulas there. Yeah, that's there's some do content. Love it. You got it. Here's one lonely cat. Look yeah. at that. That's just that's just artwork. Is that an old ZRT? It looked like it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Those are rare. I remember the Thundercat. That was a rarity. <laughs> yeah, it's original Thundercat. The thousand yeah. triple. Yeah. Oh yeah, here's some here's a light show for you guys if you ever want to see one. Pop this up here. All the accessory lights. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. It looks like he's got a set of LEDs as well. Yeah. Hopefully they're eagles. 
Hey, uh, <laughs> here are pictures of my 2020 MXNX XRS 600R that he had last year and his 2021 Renegade XRS 850 with quick adjust, 7.8-inch gauge and a 1.5-inch ice ripper track. Picture of the 2020 is an old forge off a of Trail 9. P.S. Ask, ask Bobby what his favorite trail is in Old Forge and when he's when is he picking up the new blank? <laughs> favorite trail is probably Trail 10. It's like one of the more windy trails. It reminds me a lot of uh, my trails at home. And uh, whenever I'm like working, I get my sleds dialed in. I hit up Trail 10. And if they handle well, I know I did it. And if not, I know I got stuff to change. So. Yeah, nice. New sled is next Friday also. Hopefully, I'll get the video up that day or on Saturday. Did you do an assault, Matrix? Uh, I'm keeping it on the DL till I release it on the channel. Yeah, keep people thinking. <laughs> he, he made a guess. Should I tell you what he thinks it is? Who? I'm just basing it off of coming off, coming off an assault. So I'm, I'm just... Yeah, you would not be wrong. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah, you were happy with the assault. Oh, yeah. Look at that Renegade XRS. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's nice. I love that that lime with the red accent on the um, spindles. And that, that, that's such a beautiful yeah. sled. Yeah, that's actually the yellow. The lime is a little yeah. bit. Green. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's actually, sweet, too. Yeah, that's actually processed yellow, Rich. Oh, no way. There you it go. It is. Totally. Totally. So, I'm a little out on the dew trail side. Are those lights in the mirrors now as an accessory option? In the hand guards? Yeah. It's no, it looks like there was a set on the side next to the headlights. Were those also? Yeah, they're not, they're not mirrors. It's uh, Yeah, they're just accessory. Um, I think they call them the high beam LEDs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an accessory you get. It looks cool. Hey, Gary, did you turn your mic off, bud, or you kind of sound like you're... A little bit further oh, I'm away. having trouble. My my stuff is. Oh, hold on, let me switch my mic over. All right, buddy. Sorry, just. Like... No, I apologize. You guys are picking up my fan. I got a lot of computers in front of me. If you guys cannot see. Yeah, yeah, someone was commenting about the fan. They heard a fan noise, and I thought it was me. Might be. I, that's why. I, that's why I switched things over. But uh, here, hold on a second. He's got another one here. I think. So Bobby doesn't like Tug Hill, I guess. Oh, this one here I wanted to show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, I love the free rides are nice. Eh? I like this color scheme and I like the blue yeah. and yellow one. The blue and lime. Yeah, it's nice. People are paying top dollar for these free rides right now. Yeah, this is Matt Gayford. He's sitting here waiting for the snow to fly. Yeah. Actually, say where you're from too, if you don't mind. If it's uh, yeah. if it's something, we'd love to hear where you're from because we got fans from Canada and U.S., which is really cool about this show. So the uh, if you if you say where you're from and where you love to ride, it uh, it goes a long way. Yeah, Bobby, we'll get down your way too, bud. We'll get yeah, that'd down. That'd be awesome. We'll rent a cabin, yeah. and uh, yeah, Gary and I will uh, grab Steve and whoever else wants to come with us and. Yeah, we'll it's like you said, when they do the demo rides, that's a fun time to come down. You guys can try. I would, all yeah, we don't get that. Definitely love you that. You were talking no. about that. That, that, that yeah. uh, upsets me to no end, man, that we don't get to ride the, the slides for yeah. next year. It's like, look online and then choose what you want. Yeah, awesome. yeah. The only <laughs> negative is Polaris brings their old sleds. They never bring the newest ones. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Ed here. His pick is from Winona State Forest in and I shut my sound effects off, guys. 
the Tug Hill area. <laughs> Tell Rev Rider we need a fan meetup ride. Hey, you know what? We're working on it. We're we're yeah. uh, even though the borders are closed, we've we've got some ideas, and we're going to do a Canada U.S. Uh, yeah. same day, same time for charity, yeah. and uh, we'll keep you guys in the loop. So we are working on it, and it'll be an awesome time that we can do some live from and and uh, and really get together. So for yeah, sure, it'll be it'll be a good time. So stay Looking tuned forward for to that. that. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be great. So we'll fill you guys in on the detail. Probably closer to Christmas, we should have everything ironed out and and ready to go you know ready mm-hmm. to tell the world so yeah that's that's all the fan photos we had come in during the show and david i like thank you for your time today man that was awesome, that was awesome. you guys have a fun comment section it's it's great to see how active people are <laughs> it's crazy it's my favorite part of the show is the fan part the fan interaction and everything like that for sure and I do have one more video to show, um, to share, and uh, and it kind of sums it all up. I see. I was like, I was just watching this as a as a recap, but I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna stop the screen and then I'm gonna restart it because I want to make sure I got here. Let's see if I got audio. Oh no! Oh, here, hold it. Did we have nope. audio there? Okay, here I'm gonna stop this and restart it. Yeah, because uh, this sums it up, and it sums up David's connection with uh, with the. Uh, let's see, hopefully, this one's the one. Nope. Uh, I know get... which clip this is, and I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put a face on because that injury I talked about to my sternum that happened about a half hour prior to this clip being taken. Oh so wow! Seriously. Wow. myself out of the backcountry. Um, and I think I'm kind of hunched over, and that's why. Jeez. You're sitting on the sled. You're sitting on the sled here. Okay, yeah, let's see if we got it here. Yeah, the terrain like this, David. Can you hear that? Yep. Was there sound there? Yep. So here, I'm just going to go. I'm going to try and step this back a bit. This is the full video. But it kind of sums up what uh, David's involvement. And, and these guys are just true true characters, you know. But this is the end of the ride in Revelstoke. and. Happy so you want to give a tutorial on how to like pack that no, bitch back? Just, I'm gonna ride back with it. <laughs> Never been in any kind of terrain like this. David was like, "You guys are gonna get worked," and we did. We got straight up worked. Nothing. No other word for it. Yeah, we and did. We had probably the most fun we've ever had, though. And That's I can't stress awesome. how lucky you got in the weather. It never yeah. blew here, so we got lucky. It was awesome. We got very lucky. One final big thank you to 509 for making this trip happen. Without you guys and your support. Our snowmobiling life would be so much more lame. So thanks, David, yeah, and the buddy, rest of you guys. Anytime. Anyways, there's a couple weeks left for the giveaway. Every five dollars spent on wide open parts. And that's what I'm talking about. Is, uh-huh. is is David and everything you do in 509 and C Boys even like you make the snowmobiling world less lame. Well, you know. Thank so thank you, thank you for everything you do that, there. Man. You know. I appreciate it because uh, this is this is where it all started. What you guys are doing it's it's enjoyable to watch something like this takes me back to my roots and you guys are the people that keep the industry alive um this is the core of it so what you guys are doing is great also and uh maybe we'll chat in the future here about a little 509 help on this program i, I see an opportunity <laughs> oh my god that'd be oh, awesome, awesome. Be yeah so sweet keep it, definitely if you if you ever have anything you were coming out with you want to you want a platform to talk about it um by all means just 
reach out to Bobby or me and or Rich and and we'll uh, we'll get you on here chop chop. So uh, you know, we we've got a tight schedule, but you know we can fit you in. <laughs> Well, we got a great platform here, good flow to it. The, the fan photos are awesome. Um, I know anytime I had the opportunity when I was younger for a fan photo option, I was always entering. So it's cool to see people have their photos featured on here. You guys elaborate on them and, and give you a little context to them. It's all fun. It's just a really, really neat platform. Yeah, it's great having too, you on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great having you on, man. You're a great guest. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're dynamite. I think I've, all the fans had it as well. Bobby, you have any closing remarks, dude? I just, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out and then, like, coming on the podcast because, you know, as as the person asking, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to bother him with this, and you were super nice about it. He actually even changed the date for us guys to, like, help accommodate our schedule. So, like, you know, it's a, it means a lot, and I really appreciate you coming on. Anytime. We'd love to do it again. I was trying to get Wi-Fi to work in my shop so I can at least have some little sleds in the background so maybe next time we can do that and i'll have my sleds all built and we can talk mountain stuff that'd be awesome for sure we'd love that tour your shop do that definitely we'll have you on when you when you're ready to go that'd be awesome it's a work in progress but uh i need snowmobiles for that to happen so (laughs) hurry up and wait i feel that exactly well we'll be watching and if you want to shoot me the dates of when you're launching the 509 films a new one uh, actually, it's a tribute to Rob Kincaid as well, is it not? Yep. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's awesome. We did an initial premiere and a kickoff to winter event, a big live event. That's um, right, yeah. Due to COVID, it's pretty cool, it's something different. Uh, kind of first time trying it, and that went really well. So people have seen it, but they we're doing a, a re-premiere this Thursday at 2 o'clock. I think it's on our YouTube page, 509's and Polaris, so there's a couple different places to watch it. Um, two o'clock Pacific time, so whatever that equates to across the, the nation here. But yeah, they'll be able to watch it there. There's going to be some giveaways. I know we're doing a full head to toe gear set giveaway. There's some helmets, uh, goggles. There's an interview with Saint Skinner. There's some pretty cool stuff. Uh, In depth uh, dive into our giveaway sled and all the fun parts that are on that. Um, so, everybody, nice. you can go on the 509 site and enter the in that thing. We give it away mid-February, I believe. And it's not just like a stock slide. It's a 2021 Turbo Chaos Ice Age. Wow, jeez. Ice Age rails, b boards. It's a pretty sweet package that can end up in your garage. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing, man. Yeah, just feed us any dates. We can announce them on the show, too, you know, week to week. And then we'll definitely have you on anytime. You just tell us, you know. we. Don't call us. Don't. We won't call you. You call us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a couple months so I can come up with some more good stories for you guys. Because I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah, awesome. for sure. Anytime you get, and even so, you can't make it on. Send us pictures and stories. We love those too, right? And maybe you know? one day we could do a 509 ride. That was my next US, question. U, U.S. Canada 509 ride would be awesome. That would what be. What about Bobby? Yeah. Planning on heading west at all this year and renting a sled or? If if I can cross state lines, heck yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. It's just New York's got some tight restrictions, but we got a new trailer coming. My dad and I finally got a new trailer, so I'm more than capable and would love to head west. I just got to kind of iron out some plans. Well, yeah. keep in touch. Let me know. And I'm all over the west in the winter months, so potentially cross paths. It'd be fun to get a day in with you. 
That's just awesome. put a big likewise, sticker on the Likewise for you guys if we can get back to Canada anytime soon. Yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely look us up. You should put a big sticker on the side of the trailer, PPE delivery, and you can go anywhere with it. <laughs> you know, there you go. That's it. I, I got a delivery I got to make in Canada. You need a construction vest. You can go anywhere. Yes. That's, that's awesome. right. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So there's a, there's actually two more videos that Bobby and I think you'll like. Make sure you click on those links and uh, and leave a comment. Hit that like, like button on the way out. And if you haven't already, subscribe to 509 Films. Subscribe to Seaboys TV. Subscribe to uh, Richard H. He's Rich Outdoor. Subscribe to Rev Rider 550. And hit up Little Mud Brats TV while you're at it. All right? Thanks again, David. You were awesome tonight. That was so much fun. I'm looking Likewise. forward to having you back on. Yeah, thanks, man. Guys, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I hope to see you guys soon. Take care. It's a journey.